and welcome to episode 205 of the F-Reality Podcast, your fortnightly fix of the latest news from the world of VR. We have a lean and mean show for you today, starting with the long-awaited change to Quest logins. Several of the best VR mods are getting the big old carpet yanked from under them, uh, thanks to a YMCA takedown request. Augmenteers, <laughs> Augmenteers have a special future in mind for those super beings among us who poke their eyeballs every morning with contact lenses. To tie up the show, Nathies come back from a galaxy far, far away, having pirated around the Starfield, scouting for new and upcoming releases. And it's time we got this VR wife swap started. And hey, no mic today. So mark chaotic evil on your character sheets and let's roll the <laughs> dice on this fine episode. For now, let me introduce the three musketeers and find out what kinds of debauchery they've been up to this week. Do let us know what you've been playing in chat so we can touch on your highlights too. First up, he's the guy who beat up Bill Nye in the parking lot behind CERN and who roller skates with Carl Sagan's corpse at Christmas, all in the name of science. It's Monsieur Raudalicious. How's my life, my man? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. And uh, after that intro, I'm doing even better. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure that you had uh, a little bit of issues this week as well with the, the like basically everything going down in Canada uh, last week. I mean, we've had quite the eventful kind of week uh, in Canada. I still managed to get a little bit of VR in, uh, though. Uh, although, um, it, I'm going to be honest, it wasn't a great experience. Like, uh, I tried this week uh, the Tarzan VR game. <gasps> oh my God, you did it. What? Oh, Jesus. I did it. How did, did that it. go? How did that oh go? My, like, has any of you tried it? This is the comic book adventure that's broken into three parts, right? Yeah. So Maybe I didn't four. know that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so has any of you tried it? Like no. actually played it? No. no, I steered clear of yes. that one. It, it did okay. have a nice trailer though. The trailer was amazing, right? And, oh. and there are, well, I mean, let's start with the good part. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, there's not much to say, I think, but uh, like, I do like the graphics, like the graphical style of it and the environment. It feels awesome. Like uh, it's like that cell shaded kind of thing that you have. Uh, like I went into this game expecting nothing. And I, I mean, I got that and I thought that was kind of cool. Also, the swinging from like the different vines feels kind of cool to do that. You know, the stars and thing. Um, and that, that's kind of it. Like um, the even the intro I found like very confusing when I went into the game because I had no idea that it was like broken in different parts and I had to select the parts. So the first 20 minutes, because uh, you, you load on this beach and like, there's no instructions except for like, you know, walk. Like this is, you do this to walk or like do this to swim, whatever. Mm. So the, the first 20 minutes, after three minutes I died in the, like I wasn't in the game, was in the intro, like like the, the main menu basically. In the tutorial. I died because I got eaten by a shark, uh, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, and I was like walking around there and I was like, what, what do I need to do here? I, I, I just didn't find it. And then I found my own little hut, uh, like the, the cave uh, or like the, the, the tree hut that, you, that, you, that you're in. And there you can find like three comic, comic books that you can choose like separate stories. Now, the audio in this game is, I think, one of the worst that I've seen in any game Ooh. ever done. Like voiceovers um, or the actual sounds, like the sound design? Everything. Like the, the sound design, the voiceovers are distorted. Like the gain is too high. You, I can hear the crackling. 
they, they're also clearly using different mics. So I think these are people that have recorded it in their own environment. So like you can clearly, there's no really spatial audio going on either. So it's like, it just like, you know, you hear someone talking in your, like, like a microphone, like, uh, like you hear it. So, so they were in no the, they were in the jungle. When yeah, they, they were somewhere it. in the jungle, in, in, yeah, in okay. the leaves, but, you know, yeah, they're standing yeah, yeah. in front of you. But it but sounds they, like they're it in the house. It sounds like they're coming from everywhere. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. I see. Um, and wow. then, like, I mean, also the voice of Tarzan, like, I mean, maybe I recall this correctly, but I didn't, re I didn't recall him having this, like, strong, like, American accent or, like, that he was, like, uh, attaboy, like, you know, saying stuff <laughs> like that. And I was like... <laughs> Wait a minute, like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, he was very eloquent with his speech. And I thought Tarzan was always a little bit like, you know, me, Tarzan, you, Jane. Like, and the, the apes, they do speak like that. Yeah, so the, the apes do do that. Yeah. But I mean, the, the weird part is, and I found, that's, I found that very funny, was that when those gorillas run, they run like humans. And I don't know why they've done that. Because normally when, when a gorilla runs, what? they run like four feet, right? Yeah, but these were like full on like Tom Cruise sprinting, you know, like, <laughs> but like they even they even teach you how to do it, like move your arms like me to sprint fast, and then what? You, like and then and then you need to do like like this, you know, like you use your your hands, and then oh and you see a gorilla sprinting like that. I was like, it looked really weird. But the humans, they they when they run, it looks mm. off. Like I don't know, their joints are going like everywhere. <laughs> like it's it's weird. It's very weird. The story. I mean, like I had to. The first book was like, it started like this. Um, go and get some coconuts. <laughs> That's for, the first part. For Jane. That's, that was the first chapter. And, okay. you know, you, you, you get a few coconuts and then Jane gets like kidnapped and you need to go and rescue Jane. And it felt like I was playing a mobile game. You <laughs> that know, makes me like, immediately you know, excited for the saddest reason, because I remember the really old school, like, I don't know, 60s or something like Tarzan film. And of course, Jane's got like the coconut bra thing. So I'm just imagining that not not bowls of soup, but she's going to go make herself yeah. some clothes or something like that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the game itself, like what drew, I mean, what I, drew, drew I, you I, to this? Like, was it just the the, the kind of the weirdness of it? Like, yeah. I mean, because that'll be kooky. I felt make a like good this story. got a little bit pushed by by Oculus in the beginning, right? With the trailer that they made. So I was like, oh, and then they put their name on it and like it has this flashy intro. So I don't know, like, I, I, this kind of, like, makes it look like, it, it, it's a good example of what the state of VR currently is. <laughs> yeah, that's there's true. Just yeah, not, that's there's true. just, like, if this is the content that they're pushing out now, then, I mean, it's it's horrible. You're more like, talking, I really, think, really, really bad. I think you're more talking more about the content. quality control as well, where they kind of lower the quality control to a point of, okay, let, we, we, we think we can actually push this out and get away with it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I would play this game probably you know, for like a 20 minutes or something like that. Oh, yeah. well, I don't, it feels like a mobile game that you play while you're sitting on a toilet. Like, like you what? Know, like, like Planet of no the appeal. Apes for this? Like oh. which one? <laughs> Planet of the Apes was way better. Oh God, that's way not better. good. So not Wait, even getting eaten a, by the shark. That wasn't fun. That wasn't. No, because it's just black. Like you see a shark oh, and no. then it's black screen. <laughs> oh, you you oh, expect oh, okay, to get digested in VR, like a whole like yeah. simulation. Dude, that would be so fun. I would do that. I'd go or for like that ride. Yeah, open up here, you can actually escape out of the shark again, right? No. Oh my god! The Planet of the Apes one at least still had like a like a storyline to go through, but this was like, uh, and and the the worst part was like you had to go and save Jane, uh, but Jane was kidnapped in a helicopter. Oh! And my immediate 
thought was like, well, I mean, she's gone. Like, you know, just go and find a new one. Like, is this no <laughs> way? But a helicopter doesn't fly away. Like, it just like keeps on hovering over the leaves. Make sure he doesn't get us. Make sure he doesn't get us. I'm like, dude, just fly away. I'll never be able to get you. You know, I swing on vines. Like, yeah, I'm exactly. never going to reach so, a helicopter. So the interesting part is, is that so the there was a developer who worked on another game i i can't remember it but it was a world of warcraft dude and he made a game on its own and it was really cool and he joined funhouse i think to make this i don't remember what it was but anyways now they got a new game coming right the twilight zone and oh, there's yes, a yeah. trailer out again a mixed reality trailer <laughs> and i i i think last week or the week before that i said like i have a bad feeling about this game and not because yes. of Tarzan but looking at this new trailer it seems like they're kind of repeating the same simplistic way of, of making VR games and yeah yeah like if you if you kind of like uh, mess up your first game then you do need to win back trust to you know so it's fair to think like okay is this gonna be another like Tarzan thing and they every time they seem to go for an IP that is just out there for free because Tarzan you don't have to buy it from Disney or anything Tarzan is yeah like that old same for Pinocchio and and some others you can just pick those up like we could now start making our own Pinocchio podcast and no one is going to stop us from copyright because it's free for everyone to use it you see what I mean so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, more on that I, later I see, right I saw that PD said in the chat uh, that the PC version of Tarzan is the better version and is done by a different team so I mean, I played, I think, at least the PC version because I downloaded it from the, the Oculus Store. Store, uh, yeah, you the, must uh, have. You must have, uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. From the Meta Store, whatever. Like so the Quest game is apparently even worse then. Um, but I mean, the, like may, maybe I'm being like too critical, but I'm just so fed up with playing these kind of like VR. I, I want to try new stuff. I want to play things that, that entice me, that make me excited to go into VR and... You know, stuff like this, I think it's fun when you first get your headset and yeah. you play VR and you say, oh man, it's so cool. I'm like, and if you're a Tarzan fan mm. or whatever, like <laughs> you're and fan. you can swing yeah. on the vines. <laughs> Do those exist? I mean, that's, yeah, I that know, is awesome, maybe. I think. I think it's cool. But yeah. for like someone who's a, who's a seasoned VR user who has done things like Lone Echo, who has done things like, I don't know, Asgard's Wrath or uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, Pistol yeah. Whip, Beat Saber, yeah. you know, all those, those, really really good titles that sell vr we need more of those but and that takes time I, and i'm okay with waiting but exactly. in the meantime all this crap comes out and i i just I, but that, that, i'm done with that but stuff. that's the like, thing that's I'm why so done with that. and, and and this like indirectly affects people like selling their headsets in the long run or maybe putting them on the shelf not using them anymore but i think there are like titles coming out here and there yeah like the for like the last two years are like very dry but it's also the the inconsistency of when titles yeah. are coming yeah. out i mean it's it, it doesn't help that you play tarzan vr in january then you get three awesome games in february and then you get another tarzan game in you know march and then you constantly hop from wow i'm, I'm totally immersed again i love vr to like i'm i'm like playing a turret again you know and it's completely it's, it, it, it is it is a good it's a great moment to kind of go back and revisit stuff um oh, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of what i've been doing like things oh, where yeah. you're like i wish i'd beaten that game or i'd love to play that now that i've got a better machine but like two three years later so like i mean even alex like i i played that on not the best rig i think it was a 1080 that i i ran at that time and it's like i'd love to kind of do that whole thing again 
Um, and that's that's true for so many titles now. So that's I find myself doing that half the time. Um, but I take your point, Rowdy, and I just wonder if a little bit of that is that you're just a, a higher level ape, you know, and you're just sat there brain shaming Tarzan. Oh, I'm for not being a, a higher level ape. <laughs> I'm, I'm an ape all, all the way through, you know, all the way through. <laughs> right. Well, on to the other one. Um, so uh, if this guy had a time machine, uh, our dastardly duchy would go back to Elton John on March 2nd, 1972, and change the title of his famous song from Rocket Man. To Rocket League Man. This, dear audience, is Das Nathy. Uh, wie geht's? Nathy, uh, any scandal? <laughs> I didn't know I was German, but danke sehr. Yes. Uh, I'm a bit confused. Although, funny enough, if, 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 if I talk about my country, people usually confuse me with Germany. Or yeah. Scandinavia, it's like so, or or Russian too. If 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 they think my accent is funny, um, oh, right. but um, scandals, uh, not that I know of. Um, oh, sorry, no, uh, that's an Irish thing. So oh, saying any scandal like, means like, is there any news? Oh, uh, sorry, I, I should like, have interpreted I like, that yeah. one. Yeah, I was like, did something happen? Did I do something <laughs> no, wrong no, no, again? No, no. Okay, great. Whew. Yeah, how's, like, your, how's uh, your VR week been and, and everything else? <laughs> yeah, so. I finally got to launch my um, uh, VR game in Rec Room. It's it's, it's oh, finally yeah. done, and uh, wow. it, it was it was great. It was amazing. It was like the expectations were going through the roof. That the was hype. parkour, right? Yes, yes. A yeah. quest. It was a quest and a parkour in one. So it's like yeah, explain a, like what a, it is. Like explain maybe to people. Wait, like, yeah, uh, yeah. How does a quest and a parkour go it, together? You go so parkour it, with so quest I, bits or. Yeah, so I create so quest in Rec Room means they have original quests in the game that they made themselves, developers, and those have stories to them. So we created our own version of that. Um, so what it basically is, it's it's a parkour with a story at the start before you play the parkour, and also at the end, and it kind of like draws you into this parkour, and that kind of ties the story into that. So we combined, uh, let's say, Ninja Warrior with its own storyline with Tar Tarzan yeah exactly we don't have <laughs> helicopters sorry but um <laughs> yeah so that's kind of, that's kind of like in a nutshell what I have been working on and I I worked on it with uh, another person for two months uh and and it took ages uh, first we we looked at the storyline what do people want uh what can we do with it because as you know, like we played so many great and bad games that we know where the problems usually are. The problems are always the same and they always come back. Uh, and and the, the, the main things I was focusing on was story, uh, retention. Mm -hmm. I think Brad just mentioned it as well. And then also playtesting because playtesting is like the formula to success, I think. So, um, so in those two months, I, I worked with this person together. We did everything from, you know, uh, the the, the storyline to, um, you know, the like creative kind of direction we wanted to go with, like the whole uh, way we wanted to entertain people. How to like, are they gonna like this? Are they gonna ha hate this? Uh, things like that. Um, so uh, doing like like two guys running like a small dev studio. That's how it kind of felt like in in ways. And is this is this your first kind of uh, dev, or have you done other you know uh, game levels or anything else before? So I so no. I mean I, I created the arcade with Rec Room, but I wasn't really involved with the creation of it. Uh, in this oh. case, I was like constantly there. 
learning all the things that you know you can do in Rec Room. Uh, but what I did do, I played tons of parkour maps. I played. Uh, I also watched videos of like Super Mario 64, all the classics that have the best parkour elements, because that's another like key. As a developer, you, <laughs> you can just, just look just at other my games. Mind. You, can you just, blew my mind. Yeah. I never thought of Mario, uh, Super Mario, like Mario 64 as a parkour game because the term parkour really didn't get popularized until I don't know 15 years later. So that's that's pretty cool. Oh, um, it is. But no, I was going to ask you like, um, what's better now, uh, YouTube comments or feedback about your game? <laughs> well, <laughs> the, 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 some things never change, you know. Um, so that what happened was that it was so. Uh, the, okay, listen. So this is a compliment <laughs> and, and, and a, a problem in one. So, our, like I told Rec Room, I'm gonna launch it this weekend, last weekend, and it's like, okay, great. You want us to promote it? I'm like, sure. I didn't ask for it. I just like want to play my map. So they said, oh, we can put it in the rec center. I was like, okay. So they put it like when you spawn in the game, you go to the right. Thousands of people spawn there every day, yeah. and it was on the right, and you could just click and join the event. But oh. we weren't like we expected maybe like four thousand people to join us on our own. That was our expectation. But then Rec Room <laughs> came in, and it grew to thirty thousand people. Holy! Sh- and we were wow. with the two of wow. us, and we were also going to like broadcast this event in the game. So what that means is that I am in one room. And then uh, when people join another room, because a room can only uh, have 40 players inside, but they have a mirror system that clones the rooms. So you can see me in every room, but in reality, I'm just in one room and I just broadcast to all the other rooms so they can see me, but I can't hear them. So it's kind of like a ghost uh, version of me that is everywhere. But... um, Oh, so yeah. you're like you're like an active element within the world. Yes, yeah. That. So I oh, kind of okay. speak to everyone. So I also like kind of already wrote some stuff down that I was going to kind of just broadly speak to everyone. So not name one person in a map because that wouldn't make sense with the other instances of this room. Yeah. So yeah, so it launched on Saturday, and because we we had so many people join us, it just couldn't handle it. And also some stuff happened in the background that kind of broke it. So we had people crashing, but then we also had people who were able to do it. So because of that, we had some people saying like, ah, this 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 is uh, the worst thing I ever played because they, they, for example, finished the like parkour after 40 minutes. But then at the end room, because we have similar, like uh, uh, we have a, a room, an intro room, we have, because you have a certain amount of, ink you can use in the game like like yep. textures and everything before yeah. you know so Those are your resources that you're limited to yeah and, exactly and developing so imagine room. you're 40 minutes in the room and then at the end you crash Th- then you're like yeah it's natie's fault yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah. i didn't blame them so in the weekend we had like around thirty thousand people join us and now a week later we're almost at uh eighty thousand. So we're going to definitely hit 80, wow. 90,000 at the end of this weekend. And um, yeah, it's been a great success. Uh, and um, it's, it's, it's really cool to also prove what me and, and, and this guy are capable of in terms of like what we can do in Rec Room. What's the, name, what's the name of this? Because people will probably want to go and check it out. So, like, so how it's, to, called, how do they find um, it it's called the Forbidden Quest Parkour. So if you look up a a Forbidden One, sorry, it's Forbidden One Quest Parkour. If you look that up, you'll definitely find it. Um, But it's it's been insane, absolutely insane. And they're like, there was at one point talking about retention. There was one point where the room 
was active for one and a half day. So that means that the room never ends. So there's always someone in there. So that just kind of proves that if you play a lot of great games and bad games and you want to maybe try to create your own thing in Rec Room, because Rec Room is basically if you're not into development stuff like Unreal Engine, Unity, and you just use their tools, this is for, for noobs like me. Yeah, everything uh, there is made with that Maker Pen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the exactly. Maker Pen's pretty straightforward to use, actually. I, and I they do a classes. couple of assets and things like that. You can like follow classes in, past, in Rec Room. The cool thing is if you want to, for example, if you have a room in Rec Room and you want to make your own prop and then have it in your room, you can do that. Like, you know, for the last two yeah. years, I've had a pumpkin that I made for Halloween one year, and it's not that <laughs> difficult to get on with. Um, I'd say an hour or two's worth of tutorial videos on YouTube is enough for you to get kind of comfortable with how to do it. Yeah, the more yeah. complicated stuff, which is more like, I'll call them like the if-then loops of programming and trigger events and stuff like that. That's a bit more yeah. complicated. Um, you definitely need so, to invest more time. But they've got yeah. an academy and they've got a bunch of videos and things True. that you can yeah, take. Yeah, you can um, so it's well. very so, so easy Nathy, to ease yourself into it. Yeah. So Nathan made a game, you made a pumpkin, and I made nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. So, well, well yeah, congratulations so uh, on, a, on, on your launch week. I mean... You're having a lot of success there in, in, in rec, rec, rec land now, so... Yeah, but it's also because I, I just wanted to do something outside of the channel. Uh, I think right now I can upload videos, but th they don't necessarily make me happy. I don't think they really come across that well uh, on, you know, to my audience either. Like, if there's nothing to upload, then I would rather just spend some time on other things and also learn something from it. Um, but I, yeah, I, I slowly start to feel something for... Or starting my own studio in the future, or maybe you can hire me and I'll 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 come up with something for you. But um, yeah, I, I definitely see this uh, like this becoming more of a thing because I did everything here. I also did the marketing, so I reached out to all the YouTubers and they were like, they, I, I even like showed them what I made and they're like, oh, like uh, music. I was like, no, 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 copyright free music. Everything is copyright free. Uh, it's this long. If you cut there and there and there, you have a great video. Do this and that. And they were like, I wish more people did this. What? It's just like well, someone understands the market. That's the whole thing. But yeah, again, like, I don't know if I have like time every like two months to build something like this, but it was really fun for sure. Yeah. Well, very good. No, it's it's always good to kind of foray, do something different, yeah, yeah. change it up, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'll tell yeah. you what, I give you a minute here. Uh, go take a look at what chat's been up to. Chat, if you haven't yet told us what was your highlight of the week, what you've been up to, um, let Nathy and uh, Rowdy know in chat. And yeah. um, meanwhile, if you're puzzled why Zim is hosting today, well, it's because this world is stumbling and with no organized government to speak of, the most vile specimens from the skooma sewers <laughs> running under the internet have usurped the reins of your VR entertainment. Uh, well, that and Microsoft sunning himself somewhere. So uh, while our regular host is catching vitamin D, I've been mining deep below the crust and I finally jumped into the mod for Deep Rock Galactic. Nice. So my highlight is very, very much Rowdy inspired this week. I say that because um, many a podcast ago, I remember Rowdy brought this up and he was like, you know, with the same kind of effervescence that you would if, if you said to someone, you don't know what Left 4 Dead is. Um, <laughs> Rowdy brought this up to me and I was like, I've never heard mines, dwarves. What's all this about? And then I saw the little tag phrase, uh, the catch line, which is darkness danger dwarves and i was like immediately smitten by that i tried it out 
got it, played it in flat for a little while, and was like, damn, this is really good, because we'd heard you, you really you early on. You immediately got, like, multiple copies for your entire family, right? Oh, yeah, four. Yeah, I bought four <laughs> copies. And, uh, my, like, my kids and I, we're all, like, level, I don't know, 20-something, or and we wow. play with a dude who's got, like, 2,000 hours, who's, a, who's an old gaming buddy of mine from Finland, and uh, he plays with me and the kids, and um, it's just such a blast. Like, all the different missions, the various classes, yeah. you get to mine, collect gems, take down big bosses, robots aliens like it's pretty cool but <clears throat> the vr mod coolest part about it as someone who's put plenty an hour into really like root kidding skyrim if you want to call it that uh the modding here is easy it's really easy it's like 10 to 15 minutes i'd say if you're really keen like you'd get it done in 10 and oh. and once you've got it done the like the feeling of the game like deep rock already is kind of a game where uh, it's colorful you're down in, in caves and stuff like that and the tutorial is pretty easy to breeze through but like the VR mod gives me a very, very different feeling than the flat game. Um, and I wasn't expecting that. It's a little bit more like um, atmospheric. Um, and I say that in like, you feel like you're sat in a cave and you hear the ambience. The lighting is a lot more impressive um, and and it runs really smooth. It runs uh, buttery smooth in, in the main game, even with large numbers of enemies coming at you. And I thought it would be scary. I would say it's 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 less scary because I was expecting it to be something like almost like Alien Isolation where <laughs> things are coming at you. And, okay, wow. I mean, there are there are jump scares, so to speak, right? When things come at you. But for me, it's more tension. It's more like changing from an action film to like a drama. Okay. And the two feel almost entirely different. So this is definitely something I know Mike was going on about it. Yeah. But we have I, I to, always, the four of us go. I was always thinking like a VR game with this would always be more like, you know, like Starship Troopers. The, yeah, the movie. <laughs> uh, that, that's what I would imagine. That's how how it would feel like. Yeah. But, uh, like but dumb I, running, gunning. Yeah, it, it must be really immersive to play with real dwarves. <laughs> oh, that is such a blow. That's such a great. That's that's awesome. Um, but the, one of the best things in this game is uh, like you have a bar and you can get ingredients and drink like beer together. Oh, really? And. Yeah, and yeah, one yeah. of the things that you can do is also is there's certain types of like knockout drinks that you drink and your screen goes all blurry and you're like, you know, you're properly drunk simulated. So that stuff is fun. Um, but the thing you notice is like when you approach all the different tables, the different like modular areas of the game is you're like you notice all the details, just like the first time you go into VR and you notice like yeah. a, a shadow on a on a railing, you know, that you would never have noticed before. Like I walked up to the pickaxe station and I'm like, there's like six pickaxes here of different types. And like your eye immediately catches that stuff. I've been in this game 200 hours and I never saw that stuff. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It's 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 a uh, it's really cool to see. And we'll talk more about this a little bit later in the podcast. But, you know, like really impressive game worlds mm. VRified. And I think it's one of the things that we have to cherish when people, you know, modders of ours um, go for that, as I said talk a little bit more later about it but um mm. that was my highlight what has chat been up to yeah so we have steel who played the forest in vr for the first time talking that's about spooky game. yeah, yeah I, that's I, scary. To say, I want to talk about something scary that's uh <laughs> quite scary and i will say it again i I, I feel like a lot of people think it's just a random survival game but there is an end to this game there is a campaign that you can mm -hmm. finish um and then we have virtual steve who has been playing Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS5. And nice. then he says, maybe, just maybe, Sony will give us a game injection for all their PS5 games in the future, even if it's gamepad only. 
Have they done anything like that before? I'm not much of a PlayStation guy. Before PSVR, I didn't own a, a PlayStation, but have they done Neither. that before for other emulation layers? Like, did they do the equivalent of, like, Nintendo bringing back old games? I know they did, like, a streaming capability for old games, but... Have they, they, have did they it done with that previous, before? Previous iterations of their of their own device, of course, like PS, PS2 and PS3 and then PS3 and PS4. No, they like, haven't... Yeah, they haven't really done the VR thing. I mean, the closest we got, but that was with Nintendo, where they brought a part of Mario uh, Odyssey to VR, and you could play that. But that was like... It wasn't even like a part of the game, but it was... Not, not, it, but not it, specific it to you, VR. Yeah, but it did but like, you but like have they done that emulation layer? Like have yeah, they ported okay. their own like PS2 game that, so you could play it on PS4? No, no, I just nothing I official, nothing official. But I, I do know like if you played an emulator before, if they would kind of like, for example, like I would love to play Sly Raccoon, you know, in uh, or Sly Cooper. Sorry, Sly Cooper. Cooper I was going to say, I've never heard of Sly Raccoon. <laughs> Sly Raccoon. <laughs> I, Sounds I, good Guardians though. of the Galaxy style. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. um, y- there are like a lot of games in also uh, Crash Bandicoot, for example. There are like so many that would work really well with just like a gamepad and you could look at it. So I do think there is a future for that. But yeah, nothing official yet. Um, but if you got to experience it, there is there is no way back. It's really it's really fun. Right. Um, Anything else in chat there? Yeah, so we have uh, Space Denise who has been playing Deep Rock uh, Galactic uh, as well. Did you did you see a dwarf named uh, Space uh, Denise? Not that I not that I re- recollect. No, there were there were two two lads who jumped in with me from the audience as well who played, and they were awesome at the game. Like we we totally got owned by what's called a dreadnought in the game at one point but right. no denise okay and then uh, last but not least we have third shifter who played population one and walkabout and then he says can't wait for the new course because okay. there is one coming right yeah 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 yep. absolutely the henson style one can't wait for that very good well chat uh strap in <clears throat> it's time for the news all right well uh before we spelunk our way into the news caverns let me Thank our longtime moderator, Paradise DK, for spotting me a copy of his uh, new album, AI. He used to do music in the 90s, actually. It's an EDM dance album. I personally found it to be energetic and helpful for concentration while prepping for today's show. So thought I'd just give him a quick shout out. Uh, the new music is available on Bandcamp. Just search for Paradise DK and look for an orifice alien wearing a VR headset. Obviously, he's been uh, down the down down the dwarvy mines of mid journey, just like I have. Um, that is a... <laughs> That is a deep, deep hole. Uh, all that AI created art stuff. Have you guys been playing with that at all? I think, Nathan, you have a little bit. I, I did play with another one, yes. I think I created uh-huh. Darth Vader playing uh, Beat Saber. I also tried to merge the Quest with the new PlayStation VR 2, but for some reason those don't go well together. Maybe that's a sign for the future. I don't know. Was it was it Dolly that you were using? Uh, yeah, 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 okay. I did. I haven't used that one. Also, How do you get Lama's, access to that? Llamas using VR, also great, uh, great one. Um, I think it's just Lots. a website. Just uh, look it up, and then uh, da da l l e, and then you end up on this website. You just type in whatever you want, and then uh, yeah. Oh, nice. it's so like, it's more open access than Midjourney because Midjourney was like a yeah. month's wait to get access to their Discord. You could you could even like I, say Mike on podcast again, and suddenly he shows up, and it looks real. <laughs> it's possible. I, I have worked before with uh, because they're uh, I think they're generative adversarial neural networks. Uh, that allow you to indeed uh, do these kind of things. They they do that with all kinds of things. They do it with uh, with movie scripts, for example, that you can like 
give them an idea and they'll write a movie script about it uh, or they do it with with music it's very popular now as well where you have uh, for example piano pieces that are now being written by uh, AI networks uh, and indeed with imaging uh, a very a very um, a favorite of mine is I think uh, uh, this person does not exist or this this face does not exist which is a website where you go into and it shows you <laughs> images of people uh, that are generated by these by these GAN networks these GAN networks it's, it's uh, really interesting because um, no doubt it's somewhat associated with the other news I don't know if you guys heard this like Elon Musk trying to pull out of the Twitter deal yeah. uh, because of the fake bot percentage or whatever like he you know Twitter's saying oh it's less than five percent and he's like show me <laughs> and apparently they weren't able to show him. So um, now he's like, I'm pulling out. And the funny thing is, if they if they terminate the, the agreement, it's like a billion dollars on the table for not going ahead with the deal. So, um, God, playing Monopoly at that level is uh, is really interesting, isn't yeah, it? It's very, sure, very sure. lucrative. So yeah. anyway, that guy, better that. Something else. Yeah, I know. I know. But we're going to have to see how the world turns. This very interesting these last few weeks. The world's got a lot of interesting news articles out there, let alone yeah. the, you know, Canadian internet burning down. So, yeah, also don't Google my country. It's not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. Another one that's burning exactly. Um okay, so let's let's hop into the news then. Um so first one off, uh we're going to bid well to E-Valkyrie. So on on July 4th, uh, E-Valkyrie's Twitter account stated we have begun the process of discontinuing support for Eve Valkyrie. The game will continue to be playable with our servers remaining active until Friday 5th, August 2022. After that date, customer support for Eve Valkyrie will no longer be provided. Eve, Eve Valkyrie was like um, a, a little window of, of VR, an early like 2016 uh, portal into the world of Eve Online uh, from a publisher from a developer called CCP. Um, they were actually acquired by a Korea-based studio called Pearl Abyss for $425 million back in 2018. Mm. Uh, so, you know, we knew change was afoot. Um, and, and and they've set out a, a couple of tweets on this. This is definitely a darling for me, Eve, Eve Valkyrie. Uh, I, I loved starting off with this, it, especially if you watched Battlestar Galactica and then played Eve Valkyrie. Those two go like hand in hand. That's quite an old show now, but um, still a good one to go back also, and do. Flagship title for the Rift. It was, yeah, absolutely. I think and, it, uh, it was. Nah, I don't know if it was in the box, but on, I, I just remember, like, if box? I think about my my Rift, my 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 first consumer Rift, I this is one of the games that I would definitely mention. Yeah, yeah. it was the first game uh, alongside Poker VR uh, at the time called Casino. VR poker mm. uh, that launched with Oculus Homes storefront. Yeah. So it was one of the wow. first, I remember that December to January is one of the first games that um, you could kind of get into and play. It was fantastic to, to try it. But you're, but, um, you're saying they will take it offline, but I remember there being a campaign. There is a campaign of, mm, I'm just trying to think. I think I, there is. I, I don't. I don't remember. There was a mode that was more like I'll call it like Battlefield style, where it was push and pull um, objectives between two like motherships. I do remember that, but maybe it was the tutorial. I don't know, but I remember doing some like where where you got out. Of the that was like amazing. Like it made like this this sound, like this this electric sound, and it would push you out of the bay. I loved that. And then you saw these yeah. ships like next to each other, like like suddenly warping in, like like you were part of a Star Wars. A sense of scale, right? 
Yeah, that like sense of you're just a, a small ship uh, amongst like yeah. Like but that was just like that. That yeah, definitely that's one of the the classics for sure. And I just remember like the the rift coming with the Xbox control. This was before it got controllers because the the first rift didn't launch with no. uh, controllers. You had to <laughs> buy them pad. later on. And, and still, the professionals. This was one of the first like competitive VR esports. Well before you know onward and things like that dropped. This yeah. game was highly competitive. People were meeting in Iceland you know, uh, to, to actually kind of group up on this. And there were people like, I remember this amazing guy, one five and uh, quantum Delta, who I used to fly with. I was nowhere in their league, but it was great having these matches, you know, um, out there in space and you would respawn and you'd come back again. So a couple other tweets that the company put out after um, they said, we're incredibly proud of what we accomplished with the Valkyrie. And we want to extend our deep appreciation to all our players for their support throughout its life cycle. Thank you for being a part of the Eve Valkyrie community. Broadcasting to all pilots, we want to extend our deep appreciation to all our players for their support throughout the life cycle. See you in the next life. Wow, okay. So is that other game that they made, Spark, is that still uh, a thing? Or is that also... uh... Yeah, part of... part. Well, this is exactly where I wanted to go uh, next, which is like... Um, what other VR games have we seen sunset since, mm. you know, the re the rebirth, the dawn of VR kind of eight or nine years ago? Um, you'll remember, I think, Riggs, for example. Yeah. Uh, Sony closed down Riggs's developer, Gorilla Cambridge. And that game, which which involved like combat mechs, uh, yeah. was a really uh, hot title. Again, early on in the PSVR launch. I think you liked it quite a bit, Nathan, right? That was a... And it was a part of like all the marketing stuff too. It was like every oh, freaking where, but it had a very short life cycle. Very short. And another one of those titles that felt a little bit like it launched prematurely and had it launched again, it would have a life. But because again, if you scoop the dev part out of it, it's just not going to happen, right? Unless someone who owns the IP makes a decision to, you know, take the code, open the books again and port it. So that's the problem. Spark, right? That was the studio's first ever non-Eve title. I loved Spark. It was akin to like VR Racquetball. And the nearest Mm. implementation to that, I would say, is Racket and X. Another kind of real sparkly, lovely looking, energetic. Yeah, online game. Uh, But it was a one versus one. Uh, It was on PSVR, later came to PC. Spark uh, had a very short life. I think it lived about six, eight months before it was basically shelved. Um, whether it's still playable now, if you had two yeah, copies of the game, I don't know. Uh, the other one is Space Junkies. Yeah, okay, that. we have this news as well. So Space Junkies, as of, this is Ubisoft now. As of September 2022, that will be unplayable, given it's multiplayer only. Um, but that's part of a 15-game shutdown uh, that Ubisoft is doing. So non-VR games like Assassin's Creed, Tom Clancy, a few others, the multiplayer components of those games are being uh, are being shuttered. So um, if you are an Ubisoft fan or have a lot of Ubisoft games, I I would check out what's the close down. You might find your heart broken. I think I think bit. that has been like the biggest like shutdown of all the games out there and also the, the most expensive one. And there's the thing is, I think there's still more to come, right? I'm yeah. really surprised that Werewolves Within, also an Ubisoft title, wasn't among this pick uh, because that's another server based multi. What, what about Ego Flight? Eagle, Eagle Flight single player though, right? It's not. It's, uh, oh, no, there is a multiplayer component. Yeah, but nowadays to it. they also take games out of the when they do still have a single player and they just kind of take everything out. You know, same happened to Marvel Powers United. It yeah, had a when, single when player. You could play with itself. AI, so you, you could have just let people play it if they really wanted to. 
I think what they, they really end up doing is if if multiplayer is is tacked in, they oftentimes um they like delist the game, pull it off the shelves, that type of thing. Speaking of delisting, we had for example Ubisoft's Star Trek Bridge Crew in oh, February delisted from Steam and yeah. Oculus. What a great what a great party game, but um it hasn't yet been formally shut down. So again, I was surprised not to see it in the list of shutdowns but for it, September. Yeah, and, and, that, and, and, that's, that's the one that hits for me the most, I think, still, because I think that is still a great, great, great But game. the problem with those games is like, yes, like no one is really playing them anymore, but it's also like, if you just market it a little bit more, you can just like blow, like, as you said, sometimes they need to relaunch and relaunch doesn't sometimes mean shut it down and then like port it over to another platform. In this case, with this game, like if you spread it around, suddenly everyone is playing it again. You know, like this is kind of game that can just make that happen. Yeah. And and another thing that I've seen work very well um, is scheduled events. When development studios put yeah, a little okay. bit of resource, get their community manager to kind of, you know, get up at a certain time. Um, I remember the Casino VR guys did that very well. Like, every, you know, once every three days there was going to be a scheduled tournament. And even though it was kind of skeleton city for a little while, that would bring players back because they knew when and, yeah, you know, and when and where to play. And you need to realize right now there is a big need of multiplayer stuff, online stuff, and it's it's just sitting there, but no one knows it exists. So yeah. I'm I'm with you. Like I, I would love to know like what's the fairy dust that they can just kind of like scrap up and just I, it's you know like make things okay again. No, but it what is about possible. like I was thinking about other studios like who who launched way way back like when the vibe was really popular, like Hover Junkers. Like that was a game that when we started was one of the main oh, yeah. multiplayer titles on the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that even playable anymore? I, I assume so, but I don't know if I it was reliant on central service. I don't think so anymore, but I do know in Boneworks there are some hints towards that, you know, like uh, to their old game. But yeah, yeah, but th- th- that's happening uh, a lot. It, it's happening a lot. And I think, as you said, it's going to happen even more and more. I'm sometimes surprised they, they have the servers online for that long. You know, um, the, one of the things that I find like maybe the most damning, and this is for every platform out there at the moment, is aside from maybe Sony, who made that big store change that we reflected on about a year ago when when we didn't know about PSVR 2 formally and things were really drying up on the PlayStation store, they kind of said, OK, I'm not going to show you my latest releases. I'll just show you the greatest hits. Right. In terms of the storefront mm. and the trouble with that, like that works very well for the first handshake that someone has a PSVR player, but say they want to find static, for example, Mm. how will they know to even, you know, run across that or that a game like that even exists? It's very hard, even on, you know, Oculus's very heavily curated store to find a game that launched even four months ago. Like if it's not in the recently released, and this is the same problem that Rowdy faced, you know, looking at, I'm sure the Oculus storefront, you look at it, there's kind of a bunch of tripe, honestly, on there, you know, a lot of filler um, or titles that just, you know, didn't do well, for a good reason. Uh, and so they don't curate it as heavily, but then finding the real gems that are, you know, two, three, four more years old. Yeah, but I almost impossible. But but Meta's marketing campaigns are very short sighted. It's it's basically, OK, uh, they remember it for a year, maybe, or, or if you're lucky, six months and then they move on to their new games. Well, you've seen it with PlayStation. They were constantly bundling old games with new games, constantly combining them again, like yeah. almost presenting them as new because they're constantly new people buying a headset so for them it will feel new but if you as you said if you don't put it on the front store then it never existed in the first place because most people on the quest don't go to page five they don't you know who does that really well steam steam does that brilliantly 
with their You're Steam right. summer sales, their their winter sales. They really, really push all the games, give them 50% off, give them 75% off. The amount of games mm. that I've picked up for like two to six dollars and then I played yeah. fully. The Witcher 3, I bought that like a year ago. Like that, yeah. that's a, that's a game. When did that release initially? Oh, Skyrim yeah. is another one like of those. Fourteen or something pushed, but they that, have a very like, good algorithm. And and I, I I've said it before. I think like the Quest Store is very like manually yeah. dumb. It's like they put whatever they want there. Uh, like how many times did you see Beat Saber on the front page? Well, it's always yeah, the same yeah, games. Always the absolutely, same games. Always exactly. the same type of games. The same I genre think of games. Not even not even the curation or what the hell they put it up. But think about it. Like, how many times have you been like hooked by that news pop up that Steam does to say, "Here's four things yeah, yeah. that are at a discount," or there's a sale on all Bethesda games or whatever it is. At the moment, Meta nor PlayStation have a good storefront hook. They do have their sales every so often, and that'll bait someone into buying something they already know about. But I agree with you. Re-representation of titles that are like an editor's choice, I think, would be a good change just to start to help give levity to some of these older titles. Plus, I don't know about you all, but most of the games I bought, VR games I bought on Steam, were through a pancake screen. And with Quest or with PlayStation, I usually am on or inside the headset and then i want to get something and that's a total different kind of way of scrolling around on steam you see everything you click 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 i think in vr it's already slow and as i said you don't want to scroll down because on quest it's like you have to scroll down and then it loads like how how many people are gonna load until like they they're on the fifth kind of like page of you know but anyways let me throw in two more games here I yeah, don't know. Did, if you, did, did you want to mention anything else? Because I think there might be nope, one nope. that... Yeah, no. I was going to ask if Chad oh, had wow. anything, for example. Oh, wow. There's one that you forgot, my friend. What did I forget? From Other Sons. Oh, no, it's still playable. It is still that's playable. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played it this week. It's, it's, I, that's, the one that, that's the one that I, I literally have Let's in mind right now. mention this so they get the wrong ideas here. <laughs> well, this is exactly it, right? Like, I think that if they <laughs> brought that to Quest, it would slay. I really do. From Other Sons is an amazing three-person FTL-like first-person shooter game, all kinds of cool stuff to explore. Early among they us. could just they could <laughs> port the game as is, and it would it would do incredibly. But if they take that offline, I will have a week. I will have a week in tears. I think because that is <laughs> okay. it is in my top five well, games of all time. I- for VR, it I is should, it is incredible. I should have not mentioned this. Now someone is going to look at. Oh yeah, yeah, we're still paying for that. Maybe uh, <laughs> well, so, for the rent. Yeah, definitely hush now. Okay, oh, what was oops. the second one? You uh, the one? other one is Gunheart by Drifter Entertainment. Is that gone? Oh. Well, it, it, it's. Oh, it's, you don't know. It's you not. Know. It's not necessarily gone, but it, it's more. It's more dead than alive, and okay. it's something you could, uh, you yeah. know, relaunch for sure. So yeah, I, I think actually, if you think about a lot of these titles. You could have relaunched them. Some of them were just a mistake. I think for Space Junkies, they just kind of messed it up. Uh, and oh, that was so screwed up. The the, the 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 trouble was they brought it out for like fifty quid or something at, at launch. It was uh, it was it was really high. not good. And Rowdy, I mean, I, I'm thinking about you and your preferences. Would something like Brass Tactics coming back be of interest to you? I mean. Um, I mean, I would really like more strategy games uh, coming to not not per se maybe Brass Tactics, but like just like a like a like a like a little bit of spin on that genre where you mm. like because with Brass Tactics you still had like the large you know like you had to like move around places, but I would still like something yeah. that is played on a table. 
really like that. Like, oh, you remember Dragonfront? That was another yeah. like Rift launch title that was really cool. It was a card game where you had, I think, right. eight card row or something like, but it was very strategic. It was Palmer Lucky's kind of favorite. And he was hinting about it. <laughs> I wonder if that's still playable. Yeah. Probably not. But those kind of things I would, I would like to actually see like, you know, tabletop games like being brought to life on like a, like for example, like something like like you 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 guys both know I play a lot of Age of Empires, but yeah. like Age of Empires has a as a diamond or a square map actually that you play on that is fixed in size, yeah. uh, and I think something like that would work really well as well if you just have like a giant map with like mountains and stuff like that, and you you have little characters on there. Like, well, I know what I, think I want. Be awesome. Company of Heroes, man. I want Company of Heroes come oh, to VR. That would be incredible. Heroes. It's a World War II yeah, sim. If, yeah, if people yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. it, check it out. The first game was really gold. Nice. Or so Commandos. Good. Remember but, that? Or Red Alert. Commandos. Or like, that works. But let, 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 let's, those, like. let's wrap this up with, I have the best example. So next month, Red Matter is coming out. Red Matter 2. So what do you do this month? You put it on a banner. So like, uh, red matter two is coming get ready or something and then you put red matter one there go play this first good recommendation and then yeah. and then Absolutely. everyone is happy people are like wow now i'm prepared for the second game yeah. it's a great game anyways so there are so many ways to like there's also a day in the year it's like star like wars month put, put like some star wars games there put some star trek there like there are certain days or months or whatever and you can just bring things back it's not that hard or put them together in a bundle already. Should, you put them together in a bundle and uh, you get like early access or whatever. Like you get like a, a quick release or like uh, something like that, pre-download. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the one and two. Yeah, I like that yeah. idea and, as well. A nice package to, to get you ready. So uh, again, that's 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 a great note that we've yeah. got coming in August, uh, the second version. And, and Red Matter 2 is meant to be a real looker. So I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing that. We've yeah. seen bits and pieces. Um, this is a good place for us to segue then into... One of the main topics, uh, which is no more Facebook logins on Quest. Uh, certainly a big news that dropped this week, yeah. uh, particularly because, um, you know, sometimes when we've had, I'll say Facebook or Meta make an announcement, it's often taken them a long time to get around to, to following through on what they've said. Uh, so this this actually follows their 2021 Connect statements about ma- removing mandatory Facebook logins. And posted on the MetaQuest blog on July 7th, they've said in August 22, we'll begin rolling out a new Meta account structure that gives people more flexibility and control in VR. You'll no longer be required to log into your Meta VR devices uh, with a Facebook account. We're also evolving your Oculus profile to a new Meta Horizon profile, which you can customize as you see fit. Uh, They did go on to state... We're moving from being Facebook first to metaverse first. Uh, as part of the shift, we've taken a step back to reflect on what account model would be supporting our work to help build the metaverse. So just to reflect here, historically, you could log into a Quest 1 uh, with just an Oculus account up to a certain date. Quest 2 launched with that prerequisite uh, for getting a Facebook account. Uh, hence, original Quest 1 users still using an Oculus account Uh, to log in still have until january next year that's january 2023 after which conversion to a meta account will be necessary so instant reactions guys go ahead fire away okay so wait wait so you're saying you can uh merge your oculus account into a meta account so first it was oculus to facebook and now it becomes oculus to meta i i still i I don't know if there were still people that could do that i thought everyone was now on the facebook side but okay 
Yeah, so for example, my wife held on to her original Oculus account on the original Quest, didn't merge to a Facebook account until just a couple of months ago, actually. So there are still oh. Quest users out there. Um, it's probably a smaller number because if you want to be part of the social network and multiplayer and, and voice chat and all that, you have to sign on for a Facebook account. So the majority of people will have already done the merge. Um, and I think this is really a tidy up. But actually diving into this a little bit further, um, there were a few other things that they said that I want to highlight that um, really tell us what the real impact of this is going to be. And then I've got a couple of kind of key bullets that I take away from this and I'm keen on hearing what chats kind of reactions were to this as well. So further in the blog, they do talk about your meta account lets you log into your VR devices and view and manage your purchases, your purchased apps in one place. It's not a social profile. Uh, alongside meta accounts, we're also evolving the Oculus profile to Meta, meta Horizon profile. This represents your social presence in VR and other surfaces. Interesting, I've not used that term before. Surfaces where you use your Meta Horizon profile, like the web. So with that Meta Horizon profile, you can choose how you appear to others by customizing your username, avatar, and other information. This is the part where I find it gets really interesting. As they say, uh, because the Oculus profile now uh, is also going, that which we've been using now for, for many years, you can customize how you appear to others. You can show up as a gamer or as your buttoned up nine to five persona. So no longer do you get dragged into bringing your Facebook profile as your gamer personality. I think they really listened to the community on that one. That's good. Yeah, but it didn't um, work because you had two audiences there and they were living next to each other. So marching them is is definitely uh, going to... And, and there's legalities behind that as well, which I'll just touch on in a moment. Mm. So you can pick how you do and don't appear to others by choosing your Meta Horizons profile username. So for instance, you know, I could be ZimTalk5 um, versus my profile name on a Facebook account, which would be my real name, uh, your profile photo avatar and more. And those things are interesting. So in terms of the, Im the direct impacts of this stuff, let's just review the kind of basic bullet points here. Uh, first off, it's the same company, right? Like, this I know this I had my hopes. Company. Yeah, this is the same company. <laughs> I, I had my hopes that like many surfaces on the web, um, mm -hmm. I would be able to log in, let's say, with my Twitter profile or Google or something else, mm -hmm. right? To allow me in to kind of authenticate in with a different profile. That so far is not the case. This is just really trading one for another. But you can be a different name than you are on Facebook. And this wasn't stated explicitly but this may be an inherent message. There's no link to your social account. So if you go be bad guy or girl and you're naughty enough on Facebook to get that taken down, I would presume that perhaps that doesn't risk immediately your library. However, right, with the an anonymity of the two profiles, I do wonder, same parent company, if they think you're a bad actor on one side, are they still going to sting you on the other? That They haven't, as far as I, I've read, I, read I've they never, haven't confirmed. I have never heard someone getting, for example, banned on Instagram and also get, get banned on Facebook. But then again, if you have a meta account and you do something stupid, then you could still get banned on that account and lose your stuff, right? I, I don't think that's like, I heard people say that suddenly that problem was gone. Yeah, but on I'm every platform, if you, if, you, if you don't behave, it doesn't matter what kind of account type it is you will get banned, you know? So yeah, I think you're still risking your library to of... an extent. What do you think, Rowdy? What do you think, which way they're going to go with this? Typically what they have for these kind of things is that they're, I mean, I'm not an expert on this, but I don't think that they're legally allowed to share information. Even if there's the same company, 
Uh, I think because they're different entities, uh, especially in Europe with those GDPR rules where you're not allowed to store Bingo. any more data for any longer period of time that is absolutely necessary. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I am fairly positive on the fact that information between those two, uh, um, between those two uh, enterprises or between those two uh, different platforms will not be shared. However, of course, since everyone who is going to move from Facebook to uh, a meta account, they're going to have a record on Facebook having that link, of course, made as well. Uh, exactly. So although they technically or legally maybe not allowed to collect that data or share that data, I don't think it will be uh, very hard for them to figure out which account is linked if they really wanted to. Uh, and I love that you bring up GDPR in this, uh, which is general data protection regulation in the EU. It's a big deal. If you're from another territory, you won't necessarily know about it. But there is a big part of regulatory compliance in this. And I knew a lot about GDPR, but not the coupling rule that that sits in that. So like you said, Rowdy, there are actually requirements for Facebook to comply with this. And it actually means that this decision is more about complying with a requirement that affects them globally than them deciding to do the right thing by the consumer. Yeah. And that wasn't apparent to me until kind of doing the background checks on this in terms of the legalities. Also, you might remember, and perfect timing, our friend Voodoo DE has, has jumped into chat. Hey, Voodoo. Um, the ability for Facebook and Meta to sell Quest headsets in Germany was shuttered uh, not too long ago as a result of Germany taking a stance against Meta or Facebook at the time uh, on this. This change may open them up to that market again, which would be good. I don't know if there's another market that they were affected in that respect, but again, being able to sell well, Quest to Germany China, would be good. I don't know. I don't think uh, that's going to... China's uh, a totally different kind yeah, of barrier know, wall, though, right? This, I think, but uh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, Look, it's I very do, uh, interesting, for sure. But I, I found the reactions overall, like people are very happy. And I'm also happy because I think telling people in general that if you buy this headset now, you don't have to mention Facebook anymore. Yeah. Uh, but on the other end, it's like, are people living in a VR bubble where they don't get it? still the same company and they just come up <laughs> with a new account? And if you fill in your name again or something else, they can, yeah, yeah. they can maybe link it again to your... Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like it's it, equivalent uh, of an Oculus yeah, account now, right? If you think about it, because basically you've got an account. If you think you got your... For no, this. no, wait, let me say it this way. If you think you, you got your privacy back... Oh, no. That, that, no, no that's no. nonsense. That's nonsense. I don't think so. Yeah, there's... No, 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 well, I agree I with mean, you there. Like, like <laughs> technically, since they're separate accounts and they're separate companies, I think legally You're gonna they're go the not should. allowed to keep Yeah, legally. But the, legally, uh, they shouldn't. <laughs> That's all I'll say with what I've seen yeah. of merging data. The other thing about this that I think is the, under, is the undercurrent that a lot of people I think are missing, or maybe just maybe I'm I'm projecting the future, and this is this is perhaps not a certainty. To me, this is really simple, especially in their messaging recently. Meta is setting up to move, shift their business model from pure advertising to digital goods. Of course, advertising is still going to be there. That's been their bread and butter. But I see them establishing this as a setup shop for digital goods and potentially NFT sales within that context for future. Because the second I saw that meta profile, it's like, oh, you're just going to sell me a hat in there now that I can show off to Rowdy, you know, and then Rowdy's going to hate me forever because I, I gave into the big corporation. 
Yeah. Uh, and I really think Lost that that's it. coming because ding, ding, ding. Like look at uh, Diablo Immortal, for example, who just uh, who just went out there with all this microtransaction stuff. There's money to be made. You <laughs> yeah, know, and yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. do care about how they look. Mm. They're, you know, digital avatar or whatever. If they started selling clothing tomorrow, I bet you a lot of people who use Horizon yeah. today would have no, yeah, yeah. And no they, hesitance in they showed buying it, something. Right? Like a few weeks ago, I think Mark posted something where he was wearing like Balenciaga or, or some other like rich uh, brands. Like soon you have yep. like uh, uh, VR clothing for the rich and then you have some stuff for the poor. And it's going to be the no. same as the real. No, no, but it's going to happen. And it's the same like the real world Absolutely. where, oh, look at me. I am. But in the end, like the question is, real rich people, people don't wear are, expensive clothing. That's no, what like, I say. Well, some, some, yeah, that's true. If they, if, if they show <laughs> off, then uh, no. But the, the thing is, like, I, I think it's, it's very interesting and it's smart to do it because everyone else is doing it. Although I think for them, it's going to be a, like a slow bump up because if you look at the development of Horizon, Mm. slow like baby steps you know yeah and i think what they're they're gonna they're gonna end up they've already said they, that this is their pitch right but they're they're gearing up to monopolize the digital realm you know they want to own it and yeah, so, they want to run it so you're saying they're they're going to be two accounts you have the the meta account and then inside i think the meta account because the meta account you use to get into your quest so when you're then inside your quest you want to play Horizon. Yep. So to be able to play Horizon, you got to log in with your Horizon account. So that's kind of what you're so, saying, so you're, right? So you're, not quite, not quite. So you, so I think what they're going to do is they're going to basically blend those. So you'll have your meta account. That'll be your key to the kingdom. That's how you access. Yeah. You'll access Horizon with that as well. Yeah. But your, what they call Meta Horizon profile, it's just your bio. It's what you look like, what your description is, what people can learn about you. You know, it's your public page, so to speak. But in the metaverse. So the reason okay. they're tagging it to Horizon is and not just calling it this is your meta profile. The reason they're calling it meta horizon profile is they're trying to usher you towards Horizon, which is the de facto platform social hub. It's that simple. But it, so, so it is a separate not a account. second account. But it's not an account. Not, not an account. No. So your, your account, you'll have your meta account, but the profile is this. Yeah, okay. It's just like, uh, so it's gonna you be, know, it's just a description. So it's going to be simplified. You just say like, okay, uh, like allow this, allow that. And then you're suddenly in Horizon. Well, yeah. and like, that's no, another part no one of is going to read that, by the way, but it's going to be that, there. That's another part <laughs> of the uh, the kind of the blog post that I didn't go into much detail about. But very simply, like you're familiar from Facebook, you know, sharing with friends, sharing with others, sharing with the world, the public, you know, uh, controls uh, for security of your information are being handled handled to us you know for for that purpose as well so that's uh that's that's the change to facebook logins coming to quest they promised it it's coming out yeah. coming out in august yeah, um, you, you know what comes. i find like super fascinating about this so two and a half i don't know how long it's ago like two and a half years ago that the quest 2 came out and this whole thing started kind of rolling out people were upset right the whole community was like what's going on Palmer said it's going to be Oculus and it's not going to change, blah, 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 this whole thing. And oh, people yeah, are like, statement. Facebook, I don't want to use Facebook because privacy, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Then we're like two, uh, two and a half years later now. And then most comments I saw, oh, so then my library doesn't disappear anymore when uh, I have a meta account. So everyone already kind of got used to it now. And all they worry about is their library. But I heard almost no one talk about, okay, but what about my privacy? Like the thing is, 
it's yeah. like I'm bringing this up because I find it an interesting discussion. Uh, it's not because I necessarily like care about it myself anymore because I have a job in the VR scene and I already gave away all my privacy. So I'm already kind of screwed anyways. No, it's true because otherwise oh. I can't try anything. Uh, I try like everything that I can find tech wise, you know, uh, like last week. I, uh, I bought like another Google Nest next to my bed and it can, for example, look at <laughs> how you're sleeping and it's telling me, hey, Nathie, uh, you slept well tonight. Maybe you should try this and that. That's also like they, they listen to how I'm sleeping. I mean, you could say that's kind of creepy. But on the other side, I find it very interesting because for my job in the tech scene, I think it's all, you know, but yeah, I, I, I sometimes find, yeah, I find it just fascinating how people just kind of forget at some point, they already move on, and and they are like different priorities. And yeah, yeah we should definitely do. Uh, I think yeah. in the you know in the near future, we should probably do another one of these kind of annual um, microscopic focuses in on security, the state of it, how are we doing? Because with mm-hmm. this, they've changed a lot of the privacy statements. Um, you're also getting swept if you're already on an Oculus account into updated statements. So there's there's you know it's it's. You're getting you're getting trapped in the, in the ring fence of their policies I, if you yeah, want to no. keep using a meta VR device. No, but I think next month when it launches, then they also have to publish everything that you're gonna you know uh, or make it more clear so everyone will be able to read this out. Usually, Ken Buy is gonna look through the whole thing and then tell us the shebang because it's super boring to read through all of that. That's why most are just like, <laughs> "Give me my quest back, fine. Here, here's my name, here's whatever." Um, but yeah, I, I like like next month. I th- I do think it's going to be interesting to see what what is actually happening on the backside when you make a meta account. Yeah. Okay. So I think a lot of that has been just published um, along with this. Uh, okay. So they should be accessible for yeah. people who like to go through the literature. Yeah. Uh, but it is a long read if you want to <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, the only thing, the other thing that I noticed because for those of us who have a uh, a developer account in addition to a standard user account. There were separate mails uh, that came out with slight differences, actually, a lot more detail in the developer ones. So mm. if you were already signed up for access to SideQuest, for instance, you'll notice that that email looked a little bit different. Okay. So that's that. All right. Next one. All right. I, I swear the world's not burning to the ground, but here's another positive post for, for you all to, to consider. <laughs> this is about the VR mods, which are under fire. So uh, this week, the mod father posted to Twitter about an unfortunate DMCA takedown. Yes, not YMCA. Uh, for the keen of you out there <laughs> listening to the intro, <laughs> I was just awesome. testing you. A YMCA, <laughs> so a YMCA takedown? Take that would be the most glittery <laughs> takedown ever. <laughs> be great. Um, but for the for those of you who didn't experience the birth of Napster, a 90s music file sharing service, let me explain the situation and what the MCA is. Through an adapted song... I've rekindled for <laughs> VR's modding champion, Luke Ross. Okay. I'm not going to sing it. I'm wait, just going to say it. Okay. So, so, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into, so you guys are like the Napster boys. I'm more like a LimeWire boy. I'm from a different generation. So let's yeah. just kind of make that clear. I think I'm LimeWire too. Actually, yeah, LimeWire. Okay. Uh, sorry, Sam. Oh, Jim. no, I was, I was definitely there with Napster. I'm not saying anything more than that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Young man, there's no need to feel down. I said, young man, pick your headset off the ground. I said, young man, because you're in Hollowtown. There's no need to be unhappy. (laughs) Young man, there's a place you can go. I said, young man, when you're short on your dough. You can stay there, and I'm sure you will find many ways to have a good time. They have everything for VR nuts to enjoy. You can hang out inside AAA Joyce. You can get yourself clean. You can have a good meal. 
You can do whatever you feel. It sucks to receive a DMCA. It sucks to receive a DMCA. There you go. There's my rendition. <laughs> so nice that's brilliant. Uh, wow. So now to tell you what a DMCA actually is. All right. So right. Uh, this is the this is the fun stuff. So a little bit of education for you for 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 those who are interested. DMCA or Digital Millennium Copyright Act originated to comply with two treaties passed by the World Intellectual Property Organization in 1996 that dealt with the nature of copyright and modern information systems such as the internet. But in short, the tack-down request goes from the copyright owner uh, to the internet service provider, search engine, or web host. So someone hosting content. And copyright law specifies several elements that are needed to be included in such a statement. Uh, if a takedown notice meets all the legal requirements, the service provider still might refuse to take down the material. Right? It's not like a gun to your temple. Um, however, if they fail to do so, then they open themselves up for potential secondary liability for assisting with copyright infringement. So, for example, if you put, you know, a copyright song on YouTube, right, as a content creator, you might get a DMCA takedown request or they might receive a DMCA takedown request from the copyright owner, which then they will decide to unlist your video and say, sorry, uh, Nathie, you can't have Britney Spears toxic, uh, you know, behind you in, 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 the, in the latest Rec Room video. So this DMCA takedown notice comes from Take-Two Interactive Software. It's a parent company of Rockstar Games Incorporated and 2K Games Incorporated in relation to uh, three main uh, titles. Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption 2, and the Mafia Definitive Edition. Okay? So, okay. one so course Grand of Theft action Auto, just... like, all the Grand broadly. Theft Autos. Yeah, every, yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. All, right? Yeah. So, I know there's only one mod at the moment that Lou Ross has done, but I'll take you through a little bit of that in a moment. Mm. So, there's there, interestingly, it, it, with the DMCA, of course, there's one course of action that Luke Ross could have chosen to take, which is called the DMCA Counter Notice. Uh, but that normally involves getting lawyered up first. And he already stated as the, the timer was ticking down that he wasn't interested in getting involved in a legal battle, which I think is smart for an, a single a single dev. Right. And just to just to let everyone know, if you didn't already, Luke Ross is, you know, single handedly creating these uh, kind of VR add ons for AAA titles. Right. So what's affected by this um, GTA five? We've certainly talked about that on the podcast in the past. Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, other titles in, aside from that, like I said, the Mafia series. I don't know if any of us tried Mafia series. I don't think so. Not that mod. Cyberpunk 2077 is another one. He's got another mod for Horizon Zero Dawn. He's also working on the Elden Ring mod, right? True. So all of these are kind of on the periphery of impact. And just so you know where... Uh, where, where um, Luke is currently standing, right? He's got more than 2,000 people with a Patreon and a paywall, mm. essentially, who are paying him 10 bucks a month to get access to the latest version of his mods. Now, you still have to buy a copy of the game, right? But but he's currently, Luke is, is earning about 10 grand a month, right, from this from this Patreon. And Wait, he's public was, about that. I think it was even grand. Grand. almost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, 2,000 so, people, $10, yeah. Well, it's so so uh, I'm not this is the this is the net amount or this is not the gross amount. So this is after taxes and things are you know taken taken away. OK, so so uh, in an interview with uh, Mixed News, uh, Luke had said his agenda is simple. He wants to restore the belief of consumers and developers that VR is possible right here, right now, uh, that the VR market must first develop and only when it's matured 
would investors think about new forms of interaction? Um, and he said, trying to do the opposite, i.e. asking for huge investments before the market is ready, is a sure way to kill the golden goose and be left with nothing. This is kind of what the first half of the podcast was about. We were talking about this, where people, you know, laid out huge amounts, developed a great game, market wasn't quite there yet and pulled away. And, and Luke also said, all of my modifications require that users buy and own the games before they can add uh, the modifications to add VR support. So let me give you the latest update here, because it's been going back and forth. You might have heard other news agencies talking about this. And on his Patreon, he's keeping everybody updated. This is the latest, latest, okay? He's actually removed everything related to the DMCA request. And so he said, I've removed from Patreon everything that can be even remotely associated with IP by Take-Do, Rockstar, and 2K. Patreon doesn't provide any functionality to archive, backup, or hide posts. So I had to implement a workaround. And you will see that page now as a new tier called Archive Posts, which is only available to him. Uh, so I know we are not copyright lawyers, but hey, let's talk about what this means and what the ripple effect is. Will it spook other devs off from progressing their own mods? What will happen to other of, you know, Luke's own products? And, you know, uh, what do you think the net impact so, of this uh, action is going to be? So first of all, we, we like at the start of the show, we, we spoke about, you know, not having enough content, right? So this indirectly, this problem came out of that because there wasn't enough to play. So people make people want something to be entertained with. So these guys do the job. Everyone loves it. Everyone is super excited for it. They're like games like Elden Ring who are super hyped up. Then uh, the news uh, websites pick up on it. They're like, wow, this is uh, like uh, interesting, right? Because this came in the news because we already saw some articles uh, last month and also this month, like how much this guy was making. So when it comes finally in the news, then people start to wake up and now but, we're on the point where you know so this is like an indirect problem of something it, else again it's very very intriguing that where the problem then lies like if luke ross i mean not not to say anything because i'm not an expert at this whatsoever but if he was not charging any money for the mods if he was making the mods freely available i don't think that this would have taken they as much heat Oh, they can, I, yeah, they can yeah. still take they it down. Still take course, it down right? Of course they can. Uh, because we had that, for example, reason, with... Um, the reason why they realized this was because there was an article that appeared that Luke Luke, Luke, uh, Luke is making 20k a month uh, off of making yeah, mods yeah. for this and this in this game. That is why they figured out if, if, if the mods would have been freely available, because the VR scene is not big enough in order for, for things to, like that to come out. And of course, because with copyright, it's complicated. Like, even if he's making his own tools... You still need to have something that is copyrighted, which is could be considered like I don't know, like a piece of art or like a piece of like music or like whatever yeah. it is. But you're using that and you're injecting stuff in that which is not the original intended use for the product. But plus, and that is where the problem comes in. Whether that's paid or not, that doesn't really matter. I think. Yeah. But if it was free, if the mods were freely available. I don't think they would have figured out. Because it, it is good to know that before Luke Ross started working on these mods, there were already GTA 5 VR mods. They, they have been there for years before he started working on them. Yeah, it's not the and only one. there was one. never really an issue with that. Only, only with Nintendo, we have seen people making things, and then you know you're in the danger zone because they take everything down they can find. But in, in case of GTA or Red Dead, I mean, 4PAX is still around, stuff like that. 
Yeah, it's definitely about the money, and, and it's definitely the articles that yeah. sparked this whole thing. And I mean, There's another you could have kind of expected that at some point that that would happen because you make, yeah, as Rowdy said, you make money off something that isn't yours. There's another interesting, like, meta-hinged um, hypothesis out there, which I'll just throw out there. I don't personally believe it, but um, some people are saying, oh, well, maybe meta went and kind of, you know, gave this information uh, a bump up because they've got GTA San Andreas coming out and they don't want GTA 5 mod spoiling the party and distracting uh, from their sales, right? So that's... I I don't believe that just because of the basic reason that Meta wants you to be playing with their VR games, uh, whether that is on Steam, whether that is on Oculus Store, whether that is through mods, as long as the headsets are being used and being shared and if people can see online, oh, look, you can go into Red Dead Redemption in VR, that will just bump quest sales. Uh, so I don't I don't think that's a, a you're really right. They're they're argument. actually in, the, in terms of the feeding trough, they're going in that direction. Uh, I have seen projects, uh, several projects like um, long time ago, there was a Totoro at a bus stop type thing like these anime projects taken yeah. down. Um, you know, I've had dev friends, you know, actually been issued, you know, hey, you got to you got to take this offline. Um, and so copyright owners do reach out even when money isn't uh, involved. Yeah. But I agree with you that. It, it acts like a catalyst and yeah. the second money gets involved, it's just a time bomb. It's a little fuse ticking down until. Yeah. So here's the other thing, right? My biggest concern is more about, hey, I just I just got out of playing Deep Rock Galactic, you know, modded version. That person, no doubt, reads this headline and goes, oh, that could be me next. You know, what no, do I got to do to keep my head below the parapet? It's going to yeah. scare some no, devs off a, there- from even starting. Yeah, but there is a domino effect for sure. And now suddenly yeah. the, the mainstream gaming scene is like, oh, wait, VR. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a thing still. And then they start to look around what, what's going on in the VR. Like people start to finally like get into this bubble again that we are stuck in for so long. And they're like, wait, there, there's like Dr. Beef making things and we have this guy doing. And wait, this is a mod and this is a complete like standalone game, but it looks like something. So, yeah. Like of course this this kind of is a, is a catalyst for for other things. I just hope that um, this guy's getting hired and that that's he the thing, will yeah. exactly because that's because that's what should have happened. Like this these like these mods are gonna disappear. Okay, maybe there's gonna be a black markets here and there. Also, don't be too sad because as I said before, there are other mods out there. There's a GTA mod where you can use your your full motion controls. Uh, of course, Farpax isn't doing what he's doing. That's another thing that that can't really replace it. But there will always be someone else doing it. You know the the job. But yeah, like I, I, I'm the very money glad you thing. Said that, I think everyone everyone learned from this now. I think, uh, and plus, yep. this is like a lot of money. It's like twenty freaking k. Twenty k. Yeah, what the hell? I mean, I, I, I do I, think I, that a company's response, if you <laughs> want to get some social credit and strengthen your ability to take on a market that's budding, your smartest play is reach out and give the person a job offer. Be like, you obviously know how to do this. It's the only option you can Come in-house, right? And if that happened before the takedown request, then I'd kind of say shame on you because if you're dealing with that, I remember when Valve did that, they took took on um, several of the modders from things like Counter-Strike. They brought them in-house and then they continued to, to, to add value to the company for years after. That's the right way to do it. Not, yeah, yeah. But uh, not make a legal stir, honestly. The best, the best example we had, we had a guy on called Nim Sony. He made uh, Mario yeah. uh, stuff. He made Sonic, uh, uh, Sonic uh, things. And then yeah. uh, Ubisoft hired him. 
And now he's working on, who that. knows, maybe he's working on uh, Assassin's Creed now or the Splinter Cell game or I don't know what, but they're working on something. And, and this then that guy's person, gonna... the thing is that person gets usually because of part of their contract, they get like shut up and whatever revenue stream goes to the company or whatever, you know, you, you, you just have a very easier way to package all of that. But it, and then you, you know, give someone a chance to further their career. And then that person as well, uh, whatever they do well for the company, um, it's just it's kind of like a mutual benefit. Yeah. yeah and and the, the goal you described that Luke Ross has to like make, uh, you know, VR better. That's like indirect his resume. These games that are taken out are yeah. his resume now. So hopefully they do something with it. Although like Rockstar is a big company. Maybe they're already settled with like we know they're working on things. So it could also be that they're already. But I mean, this guy is is doing huge service to. Uh, but yeah, this this shows that like one problem can kind of move to something else. So a content drought can result into other things. And it's a complete chain reaction of things because we wanted this. We wanted mods. We all played them. We all promoted them. And I'm not saying we're a part of the problem, but it's just like... We are. <laughs> it, it, we just, together, like, without knowing it, creating a thing again. Um, but at least VR is in the news again, right? So I think that's that's yeah. a good thing. No, uh, no, even negative news is good news, And this right? guy, I'm sure, if it's not Rockstar, someone else will be like, hey, listen, this stuff's legit. Come but maybe he doesn't us. want to be hired. Huh? Yeah, maybe he wants know. to keep on working. Well, that's what I was thing. saying. He might have declined, right? Yeah, he might have, but I, I, knowing knowing uh, Take Two in particular, where they've had this kind of thing before, it's probably just you know the <laughs> the legal team processing. Oh, this guy's trying to make money. No, shut him down, right? Yeah, yeah simple yeah. as. But I wanted to before we kind of move on to the next topic. I wanted just to just to ask and answer that question. What are some of the other VR mods that are potentially at risk here? Okay, so we had Nibre's. Alien Isolation, uh, yeah. the mother mod, right? Great, great cr- uh, transition Don't, don't there. give them ideas, Zim. I already gave ideas for, uh, you know, Anyway, your what's next uh, on the... <laughs> no, 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 yeah, I'm giving yeah, them no, the no, ideas. Let's not, let's not uh, get in too much into this. People are listening to this. We can't do... Doom, we... Doom 3. I don't know what Enderall is. What's Enderall? Do you guys know what that is? Enderall. Sounds, Famous uh, flat game. Yeah. GTFO. There's that. There's the Half-Life 2, right? There's right. been several mods, iterations uh, on that. Wolfenstein. Uh, Mech Castle. Warrior Five, Minecraft, yeah. uh, right? Vivecraft and right. the Minecraft Java Edition. Morrowind, Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds, I've heard, is a great game in in VR as well. Resident really? Evils, multiple, you know. And True. Risk of Rain Two. Risk of Rain Two, I purchased in a Steam sale because of the mod, and I haven't played it yet. But that's supposed to be awesome as well. So those are some other ones. Uh, if you missed it, Cyberpunk, GTA Five, Horizon Zero Dawn, Mafia series. And Red Dead Redemption 2 are the five uh, that, that Luke so, himself has. So what do you think is going to happen now mod-wise? Are other modders like, okay, we'll just keep going. Uh, we're not asking money, so should be cool. Or you think if we're going to see less now? It's kind of going to get it quiet again. We're shifting the other way again to... I think people will be mindful. I think that's basically it. This is a shot across the bow for most devs. If you've got an existing one, you're like, okay, am I making money off of it? What am I doing? Some people might tweak what they're doing at the moment but i would suggest that most people will just keep their head below the parapet and be yeah. like don't mention my game so well, I'm I, sorry. I, I, I did notice that now with like a lot of triple a games like just like a week later or two weeks later it was a vr mod and it almost became like a marketing thing as well where it's like yeah. okay yeah this has vr support now but yeah like it, it, it kind of sucks on one side you have someone do it and then yeah people say like maybe this will get them interested in doing it but the thing is like the pace of that 
is going to be way slower. So I don't know how long that's going to take. And some companies maybe will never believe in VR in the first place. So, yep. yeah. Well, I if you're know. a dev, keep your eye on the news. And speaking of eyeballs, <laughs> let's go to the AR contact lens that you got to keep your eyeball on. All right. Okay. So the, although this next one sounds straight out of an Austin Powers movie, <laughs> AR contact lens creator Mojo Visions AR tech for your eyeball isn't simply comic relief. No, this is a substantial leap forward in wearable AR technology. The company boasts the world's smallest micro LED display, which is a discernibly minute 0.48 millimeters with just 1.8 microns between pixels. That's bloody small. It has this tiny little thing. Looks like uh, looks like a techie <laughs> lens that you shove in your eye. It's got a 5 gigahertz radio, accelerometer, gyro, magnetometer. It runs off an ARM processor, has a medical-grade micro-battery that's charged wirelessly. It's a lot of tech to pack into a small little package. Today, the display is presented in a monochromatic green. Okay, and that's thanks to the science between display technology and the way our vision works. The VR veterans here might recall the Neon Green Elite Dangerous mod, or any file hack, for better legibility in the DK2. Because of how the DK2's LED display worked, you could get a sharper picture with just pure green. So, the makeup of this unit is actually really interesting. The display is tiny. And it's right smack in the middle of the contact lens. But it's so small that when it's in your eye, you don't see it. But you do see the screen. The FOV, however, <laughs> uh, if there's Pi Max, this is Pi Min. Okay, it's just 15 degrees FOV. That is tiny, right? Wow. Remember the original HoloLens was like 40. So... The display moves around with your eyes as you look around. Think about it like the follow spot on a stage, right? As the actor goes left and right on stage, the spotlight follows them. So in this case, eye tracking isn't a problem because it's kind of glued to your eyeball, right? Because you've got the contact mm. lens in as you look around and it's always sharp. Um, the challenges it has include uh, drift and like eyeball drift Ooh. and drift of the device itself. Uh, but you got to admit, this is presenting like an exciting possibility here. So Mojo Vision, who's the company, they aim to get FDA approval and aim to release this within the next five years. So it could be a reality. But if you're thinking about augmented reality, we normally think about wearable glasses, right? It's not that often you think about contact lenses. And I'll be honest, um, I'm probably not the first one to go poke in my <laughs> eyes. But the question here is, would you join the superhero club of eyeball pokers for superhero grade vision with the ability to, you know, use your eyes to see extra information as you're walking through an airport or things like that, giving you extra kind of context for real yeah, life. Just thinking about it already makes my eyes like itch and like, uh, you know, it, ah, man. Like, Do you wear contacts, Raddy? Have you ever? I, I've, I've worn them before, like uh, before I got laser eye surgery because I actually had laser surgery. Um, but yeah, I would definitely wear it though, you know, like even because I, I like, cool techie geeky stuff so yeah I, I mean i think there's there's a large future in there uh still i hope that they're going to be more comfortable their regular contact lenses uh which yeah. probably what, is what type did you have did you have like dailies or the glass like heavyweight ones uh i i, I bought i think i had those that you could like wear for like a month 
Okay, so those are those are kind of the beefier type then. Yeah, They're not yeah, the yeah. throwaway every day. Like it's the not that it, like, it bothered me that much, but like it, it is it is a pain. Like lenses is such a pain just in general. Like uh, you know, putting them in, taking them out. You can't leave them in for too long. You need to clean them with the specific fluid so you don't get bacterial infections in your eyes. Like there's a lot of hassle that goes into it than just like popping on some glasses. But yeah, I mean. Uh, I mean, but no one can tell it you're works. using it, right? Or not easily, anyway. I mean, you, if they look at you in the eyeball, yes. But if you're walking through a busy train station, no one's going to be able to tell, right? Yeah. So, so uh, how, do charge, glasses, uh, how do you charge? How do you charge wireless these things? It's got it's got a wireless. Uh, you don't have to uh, put charge. your eyeballs into a charger with your no, face. No, she's. face. Use electrofluids. Yeah. Imagine like hanging like like you know you know the the charger for like uh, you know a watch. And it's like yeah. you put it on your eyeball and it like clicks right <laughs> on your eyes like Click. like two for USB, you know. <laughs> oh my god. Power bank. Oh, I have a power bank here. Yeah, sure here. Use this. Uh, no, what about no. you, Mr. Uh, are you Mr. 2020 Vision, Nathan, or you got glasses? Uh, I, 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 I would be interested, yes. But as, as you may remember, maybe two years ago, I almost got like half blind after like an eye infection. So I'm I don't I don't know. I don't know what I what I would go for. I mean, I I wore also like a like a it wasn't a contact lens. It was more like a protection kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, I could feel it like on my eyeball, and I can still remember that. So I I don't know. Like I I think uh, when it's ready, I'm sure. Like but yeah, like as Rauch is putting it in, is already making my like whole body just. <laughs> ugh, I don't know. Like it's a super yeah. odd uh, thing. It's yeah no. There's there's very very few things that creep me the F out. I used to deal with dead bodies. You know, I've seen people jump themselves off of buildings. I've seen quite a lot in my day. Um, but watching my mom's VHS tape of her laser eye surgery was probably the most horrific thing that I've ever <laughs> watched for 20 Why minutes. Even watch that? Where they're like burning bits of her eyeball and they're showing the blade go in and cut the... Oh, the feckin' thing. Well, I couldn't why, do why, it. Why, do you, why are you that's, watching it? Why is someone like recording it? Zim, Zim after, afternoon Sunday family events. Like, let's watch the <laughs> <Okay>. VHS. <laughs> now you see how I turned out. Right? This is it. Yeah. This is exactly Great. it. This it is was, so weird. It was, I, what a weird story, but okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> this was back like what early early just after the millennial turn or something so like back then you'd have the recording in case the doctor like yeah okay. your eyeball up and you had the recording for legal oh, I thought it was more you, you paid for it like when you jump out of a plane you know you go skydiving and they make video for you i thought you could just pay for that for later <laughs> it's just fun to we'll send it yeah, to you just fun to creep your kids the fact out no but like <laughs> i can't i i've tried a few times but i i've never been able to successfully put something in my eyes but then again i'm one of those guys who like I can't swallow big horse pills. I just, I have trouble. I gag like a little boy. <laughs> yeah, it's I terrible. also have that with pills. I actually have the same thing. Uh, yeah, no. I don't have the same thing. No. I can, I can no. take like four or five of those at once. Great. Like I want wow. to. I want to be the cool guy like Rowdy who can, you know, <laughs> pop things in his eyeball. But I, I don't know that I'm going to be able. And like if you spent, think if you spent like 400 quid on these things. Yeah, wow. And then you lost one. Right, because you you lose lenses, or, like yeah, you misplace so, these tiny little so, things. Sometimes, so. sometimes what happens with lenses, they kind of like flick behind your eyelid. Oh, please, please Rowdy, <laughs> don't do this! Oh my so god, like because they can like if you wear them for too oh. long, they can like kind of like fold behind the eyelid. And oh. You need like oh. I don't know what you want to hear. You want to hear? You want to hear? You want to hear what they did to my eyeball? You don't want to hear what they did to my eyeball after that eye infection? There was like a little like the outer part of your eye, like this guy was like he 
pulled a part out Poked. of my eyeball. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then it would regrow. But I saw it like coming at me. And you know what I did to to go through that? I sang like songs like there was no tomorrow. It's like, yeah, la 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 la. And I was like, just freaking do it already. Like, <laughs> oh, oh God. I, it's like pure like All right, this is, this is personal torture. I'm not taking yeah, any more shit. Sorry about that, but I have <laughs> to just share that. Like, it, it hurts right. my eyeballs again when I talk about this. I'm serious. Oh my god, yeah, that's horrible. You're oh. gonna see me pass out here in a second. All right, so didn't like uh, oh, no, uh, let me not mention. I, I want to say like, didn't someone like a few years ago said that they tried VR and they pointed to uh, VR and it's like it was wasn't that like Danny B- Bitman who said that? I think I it was no Danny Bitman. Yeah, he said like oh, you know like he had some like eyebrows and he said like maybe it's because of VR, but I don't know. Oh, oh right, yeah. I I, I had focus issues after the DK two uh, after about six months, and it was like my eyes were like focusing to infinity when I was driving. So I, I've I've had some um, adjustment period to VR back in the day, but I think modern headsets kind of get away from that. Okay. And when they do develop this multifocus thing that we talked about last podcast, I I I think we're gonna get to the stage where they've solved for that. But I still do wonder, you know, for for those of us who've been in the VR scene since it's kind of relaunch. Are our eyeballs going to fall out? Let's hope yes. not. I, I've had enough watching Minority Report and those horrible scenes where they're popping eyeballs in and out. So mm. let's let's hope our eyes are safe for now. Anyway, so that's Mojo Vision. Wow, great. If you want to look, stare right into the Matrix. Keep your eyeballs peeled. Yeah. That. Oh, gosh, for for a moment, that. that was very exciting, but I think we all like uh, completely <sighs> ruined this company now. That's basically how laser eye surgery works, right? Peeling eyeballs. Yeah, exactly. Okay, like, right. like an onion, like you cut <laughs> well, onions in the kitchen. I'm gonna have to, I have to flag my own distress signal. So, so now, now it's time to pick up the distress signal from Nathy, uh, which he's been, which he's been sending from deep space oh. to hear the damage report from out there in the stars about this week's releases. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So let's kick things off with probably one of the best looking VR games to date, and that is. Kayak VR Mirage. Yes. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have seen this. It's a pleasure for the eyeballs. (laughs) 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 If you still have eyeballs now. But (laughs) so um, (laughs) anyways, so it's launching on the 12th of July. So that is uh, next week. Although I shouldn't confuse you because people watch this at any moment. If you live like if you watch this like or listen to this five years from now, then yeah, it came out. Five years ago, there you go. Um, but there's no price just yet. Um, I was kind of surprised by that. I don't think it's going to be... I don't want to make any guesses, but I don't think it's going to be crazy expensive. I don't feel I'd like say less yeah. than 20 bucks. Yeah, That's I don't my feel guess. like... Is this an early... I don't know. Is it early access? I, 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 because it can, it's only going to come out with... I think it's like three or five settings as, as far as I know. Um, I got a chance to check that out this week, and a lot of people played it, I know, over the next Steam release thing, but... Um, I'm just more talking early access in terms of content. I don't feel like there's a lot here. Um, there's not a lot. That's what I'm saying. I would I would suspect it to be an early access release. Yeah, that's what I expect too. I, I didn't see it anywhere. Like on Steam, they kind of hide that away. It used to be kind of in your face. Um, but anyways, so, so in this game, besides getting a salty mouth... Um, you kayak through beautiful locations, and well, I mean, you you live in the Caribbean, so you know what a salty mouth uh, means, I guess. Or it's maybe sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet water. Do you have sweet water there? Uh, yes. No, it's not sweet. No, no, no. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Definitely salty. 
Yeah, so, so you kayak through beautiful locations and where you have to physically maneuver through checkpoints to get on top of the leaderboard. Um, it's a serious simulation of kayaking, so it will definitely feel like you got your pedals in the water and are able to control them by how it's positioned in the water. Um, and besides doing time attacks, because it's kind of about that, it's about like, you know, like doing this like a madman, getting from start to finish. Um, but besides doing uh, time attacks, you can also free roam and enjoy your surroundings a bit more um, because there is a lot, lot to spot like sea life, wildlife, and uh, you can even customize your kayak. Um, I think your, your pedals and headwear. Um, it's, it's a stunning game. And it kind of reminds me of the National Geographic thing we had where you would also kayak and you could enjoy the Arctic. Although that was more like a story-based thing. This yeah. is all about like speed running it. It's, it's single player. Uh, I said it before. Uh, that's maybe a little bit of a shame because it would be kind of cool to do this online. Um, but yeah, it, it, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. Right. I, mean, I hope it's not just looking amazing and it's like just kayak from start to finish and that's it. Because one thing I noticed, and I might be totally wrong here, is that... You don't really, like, it's always flat water. So you don't go off, like, waterfalls or, like, you don't really yeah. go nose deep into, uh, you know, like, the what is it called? Like, welt rafting or something or... Yeah, the rapids. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're t yeah, so so that's... And, and I, was, I was talking to my chat, uh, and some of the developers were commenting on the different height water system can be very difficult from a physics implementation perspective. Yeah. So that's probably the reason why it's flat water. But I agree with you. I think this is giving me a real appetite for a game just like what we had with the climb. Yeah, where we exactly. wanted to be able to climb alongside a buddy. And that's both relaxing and can be a race um, here. If you had the rapids like, I don't know, out in, out in Colorado or something, white, white water rafting, essentially, uh, but in kayaks or canoes or whatever, um, it would be really cool to do that with buddies. And even, you know, you bump your canoes, the water physics in this game were the thing that stood out to me the most, because I think I think the yeah. visuals will sell it. I think the content will kind of let people down, uh, just judging by what I what I played with it. Mm. I think there won't be enough for people to really sink their teeth into. Um, but longer term, this is a game model I absolutely want to see flourish. 100 percent. Mm. I, I want to be able to yeah. kayak with buddies and stuff like that. The ghost system is great, but um it's not enough to it's not enough right now for staying power so funny enough while i was looking at this i went back to my email uh box and i found it found it like an old email from them and before this was there they already made another kayak thing and that was more it seemed to be multiplayer focused uh, and it was like nothing like these graphics. It was very simplified, but it had more of an online kind of spirit yeah, into it. Yeah. Uh, but I think they are really, and I, I, I'm sure they already noticed by now, is that they try to sell it on the visuals. But I hope they don't underestimate that if you want to keep, because this is this is PC, by the way. This is Steam. This is not not Quest or PlayStation. Like this is PC VR. And right now, PC VR, what people want is content they want to be able to get Depth. immersed for yeah exactly so yeah we'll see what happens uh, i i do like this concept as i said like the national geographic thing one thing that stood out to me was you know you remember like the the the, the penguins in the corners like like staring at you and then suddenly one jumped onto your kayak and you would yeah. be like whoa what's happening here weren't you taking pictures i think you were yes it was like it, it was, was like, like three Pokemon and one snap. right so you're, you're, you're kayaking around this like this polar area yes you're doing like the pokemon snap yeah shuttering of, of various things and then at the end 
you take climb. out a pickaxe and you go climbing like yeah, you climb. go climbing. so so you could i thought it was us. a really like eclectic mix of gameplay styles that really they should have done more of which they didn't they ended up just i suppose canning the project seriously but if someone records cool. if someone records this and then puts the climb right after it and it's the same environment you you'll get a taster for a game that is like some expedition type or maybe you know what they do here like they cycle then they swim and then they do something triathlon. i think yeah triathlon yeah triathlon yeah um so yeah so there you go that, that's that's um a kayak vr mirage um cool. very interesting we'll we'll see what happens it's coming out next week um then we have dimio now uh this is a podcast favorite right absolutely for sure it's been a while ago we played it. I think last time we got stuck for like a day in there. <laughs> it was crazy. It never ended. And like the moment I wanted hours. to quit, I couldn't because then we got to the part where I'm like, yeah, okay, now we're going to finish it. And we uh, did. And we sacrificed Rowdy a few times, so that's why we won in the end. Thanks, As Rowdy. As usual. Thanks. Per usual. Yeah. Um, so, and, and now they don't have the save system anymore, right? So we can't just, we have to, because back then, what did we do again? Oh, should I not say that? Because then we are, we're noobs. Oh, Didn't no, we no, just no. all yeah. like die and then uh, we just got all our stuff again and we just went back it and we kept... It works as long as... I've been playing Demio recently, so it it still works as long as... So you have the checkpoints. One person needs levels. to stay alive. If one person is still alive, other people other people can yeah. kind of type the room code in, yeah, respawn yeah. as a new character. Yeah, but you okay. lose all your gold and stuff, so yeah, you, know, you are starting from scratch. So yeah, like the, 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 the thing we had before was painting like the the little... What was it like figurines? the little figure, figurines? Yeah. You can't use them in the game yet. I hope they are working on that now because that's something next level that we have never seen in VR. That's that's what I call immersion, right? You paint it and then you get into the game yeah. and then you use those figures. I mean, that's something. Uh, it's just just great. Anyways, they're they're already running into trouble with that. By the way, they posted already? a note about their Discord, so people were painting. I guess things that they shouldn't on their figurines and posting them the pictures of that on their Discord. So they're, they're already running into some trauma. Oh, wow. I, I hope that doesn't dissuade them from putting it on. I really think that we should be uh, having those figurines in game. I agree with you. Yeah, so um, there is there is a new update um, and it's called Doubles. And this is a new mode. Uh, it, it's mm. playable right now. Maybe I make it a little bit too big by calling it a new mode. Because what it basically allows you to do is hop into a private game room with uh, a friend and control a full party of heroes together. So two for you and then, for example, two for for, uh, for Jim. And um, this is so you can play anytime. And uh, I, I personally think this also adds longevity to the game as its player base. I mean, we just got to be honest, slowly regresses over time. Um, so yeah. this, this will, this will kind of help it because... Yeah, like try to find four people together in uh, VR yeah. at, at the right moment. <laughs> Especially with this game, you don't want to really play with randoms. This is a game that you invite your friends for. Uh, you know, you really need to know that people are dedicated. I, I would definitely not play this with someone who just installed the game. It's like, I, n- I never played this before, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, well, I, brings, I can't help you. <laughs> it really brings balance to the play because that's something that I noted. Like if I'd play with my wife or whatever, like you'd pick the bard and the assassin. And then you'd get to a point where you just need a tank and you don't have any tanks in your in your class. And so yeah. you just end up hitting a brick wall, trying a lot, like you said, just die, repeat. Or this, this is really going to change that. This is yeah. really going to allow you to have literally more cards up your sleeve because if you're able to control two different characters with so many different options, you can play that. It just levels the playing field a little bit more. 
um, for people who are just, you know, a, a, a pair of people who are getting together to play Demio. Yeah. So what an update. Yeah, no, I, I think this is great. I, I I still hope they are going to put more time into this uh, game because the moment it came out, it was huge. And then I was like, yep. this is this is one of the best games so far. But then I felt like they must be working on maybe something PlayStation VR, something big that they're also doing at the same time. But I, I felt like Demio deserves much more love in terms of, of updates. Man, they could sell DLCs like there's no tomorrow. They could even make more money of it. They don't have to push everything out for free. But this, these are the types of games, same with like uh, Star Trek yeah. Bridge Crew. If you don't do that, you know what's going to happen. You know, yeah, these want, kinds of games I, need the attention to keep them alive. I think, they should, I think they should do what Walkabout has, which is do a blended model of some of the stuff is free. Like the main spine of the game is free but then do a crossover, right? Like bring uh, Forgotten Island into Demio, for example, different characters, different play sets, but basically just using the game engine. Well, I think that would be really neat to see a conversion. They could like have, that. for example, partnered up with Stranger Things and they could have done something there. They could sure. have maybe bought like the Demogorgon and they put it in as a character. You know, it didn't have to be huge, <laughs> but there are so many ways to like play with the Mortal Kombat characters, you know? <laughs> Come here. Right, well, yeah. Come here, Rat King. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. So that's that's Demio. Uh, that update is out now. Um, there were a few other things that they also noted, like a lot of like fixes and stuff. But if you want to get into that, just uh, you know, go go to their Twitter or go to the to the Steam or Quest page. I'm sure there is more there. Um, then we have uh, another uh, podcast favorite. Uh, so what do you think it is? What uh. do you think, Chat? Maybe you need to help these guys out. They look like they have no idea. It's not Tarzan VR. It's definitely not one of the Damn new that was favorites. The one I was hoping for. Oh yeah, yeah, so close, so close that one. And Mike, Mike loves it. Mike has been preaching about this game like he's the Pope of VR for a long time. It's uh, the Pope of VR. Yeah, the Pope of VR. He does kind of look like a Pope, a tiny Pope. Uh. So we have <laughs> in the chat I'm someone says Gorilla Tag, I, I know which game. one it is. Yeah, I actually oh, yeah, don't. You do. This is really sad. Hey, that's weird. Like. <laughs> Okay, I, like Zim actually sent me this to mention I have here. no memory. And he doesn't I'm, I'm even know you. anymore. Everything well, else went into my head. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll free you out of your misery I'll, here. I'll play the video. Uh, yeah, Maybe. play the video. I'll play the video. Are we going to do a guessing game again here? I think, so for I think the, for the, Okay, listen, listen. So for, for the people who are listening, Zim, could you describe what you're seeing on the screen, even that you now know what the game is, to kind of make it still a little exciting? Mysterious? Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. On screen, we see a number of very ugly substitute teachers <laughs> in what looks like a cold environment. Mm. Um, yeah, there's some icicles. I definitely see icicles and a bunch of ornery school children who are being put down by the now armed teachers. Oh, God, this is going too topical. Uh, it's after the fall. So excellent. <laughs> Yeah, there Love you go. The fall. So I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah what's, you, but what news is coming? I forgot. That's the funniest totally. bit. So, um, yeah, so after the fall, got a huge patch. Um, and this uh, patch fixed uh, many bugs and brought some new content uh, as well. Uh, actually, too uh, much to mention. So I'll, I'll kind of go for the highlights here. Um, so they solved the issue of players losing either weapon attachments, weapons, or harvest. They balanced out several weapons. That's they tweaked items and progression. And now for the content, they added a horror difficulty for only the Whoa. best of the best. Holy shit. It lets you gain double the harvest amount compared to nightmare mode. 
And uh, you also get four prototype floppies. Uh, they are guaranteed to spawn in each run. Um, wow. You have to fight more Snowbreed. I don't know how the quest is going to handle that because it already exploded when I played it. But sure, they just Jesus. make it melt uh, and they call it a feature. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 they are, yeah. and they are way stronger. So uh, you get more, but then they're also way stronger. But on the other side, of course, you level your weapon. So I'm sure it's going to kind of, you know, uh, it will Dude. still be uh, um, possible mode? to... You know how hard Nightmare is? Nightmare is like, I mean, I know people like Skiva can take it, but um, as much as I enjoy it, like, oh my God, like, I'm I'm really curious. I think I would wipe in five seconds. (laughs) I I remember bringing Mike into Nightmare and um, yeah, we didn't last more than about 15 seconds, I think. Yeah, so, so. To, to, to get this mode, uh, you can't just instantly play it. You have to complete all harvest runs on Nightmare. So, Zim, you're never going to play this in your life in order no. to unlock this horror mode. Uh, and on top of that, there are also some new skins to unlock for your weapons. So, there you go. Uh, one thing that I don't know, like, I haven't played this in a, in a long time. At the start, I was kind of hyped, but in the end, I kind of... I, I thought it was a bit too grindy and I was constantly playing the same levels, very repetitive. I was yeah. hoping, at least in this patch, or I missed it in another patch, that they would swap some end bosses because you're constantly facing yeah. the same. And that, for me, was kind of off-putting. I was like, when are you going to add that? But now they're focusing on other stuff. I'm like, just add other bosses so it at least kind of like cycles around some other uh, things you can you know fight but that yeah. hasn't happened yet i think it's gonna take time right this game didn't launch very long ago so i think they it also launched time. they also i think they launched a little early and they were trying to catch up later on so that's what you yeah. see now they're kind of playing catch up with themselves so yeah that's a Breaking. patch uh that's out now i'm sure uh, that's that's why mike's not on the show he's just playing after the fall <laughs> he's just the playing time. after the fall yeah do you remember um when beat saber launched their expert mode like how difficult that felt yeah like it was their fifth tier difficulty or fourth tier and um <laughs> I think even to this day, like I find I find difficulty with with expert beating any song on that, you know, so I don't, I'm glad I'm glad, though, when when developers do do content for the really hardcore player base, it's a good thing. It's really good. Glad to see it. OK, now, last but not least, Boris Johnson is gone. But in return, <laughs> you get PSVR sales. There you go. Oh. So, yes, there is a PlayStation choose, VR sale. You know? Yeah, if you had to choose, well, I, have, I think most most nerds, gamers, geeks, they would all go for the sale. <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, there is a British uh, PlayStation sale, uh, and it's um, it's on the store until like July twentieth. So you still have some time, um, and uh, you can check out the full list in the description below um, of this week's uh, show if you want to, you know, uh, go really deep into this. I'll give you some highlights of the discounts we got. So um, you can get Dirt Rally uh, the Plus bundle for five pounds. Like, uh, yeah, that's 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 crazy, right? It's it's really Love cheap. Um, then we have Sam and Max VR for eleven pounds. Um, the Room VR a Dark Matter um, for twelve fifty. Uh, then we have The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Standard Edition for just £20. This is for non-PS Plus members. I think if you are a PS Plus member, then maybe you get another like this kind of like £2 or something. Um, then we have Swordsman VR for 8 40 And then um, the last one I have is a hidden gem, mm. Blind, for just £2. Blind? Wow. You remember Blind? Is, is, that, is that the, the one, one where, where you need to go to- buy sounds? You had to tap on the floor with a little stick and then it would like oh. send these sonar things. Yeah, and then yeah. you could, so you don't see anything in VR. 
and you're like a bat or a wheel or something that constantly bounces. Uh, I think you make sounds, mm-hmm. but it's a horror game, right? you... I don't think it is a horror game. I would have is... called it that. Yeah. I played it, but it is yeah, scary. It, it's scary to not it's, see anything. Um, so you you see very <laughs> talking, little. We're what you about see a game where you're blind, like we talked about the eyeball thing. It is thankfully <laughs> you don't see nothing. What what you see is when you make a, a hit, you see the sonic wave or whatever, and so it like reveals for a short amount of time. Yeah, what that's echoing off. So it's kind of like I'd call it like bat vision. It's almost like you have sonar. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's it's very kind of like when you wear those lenses play. for too long. This is how you'll <laughs> how you'll see. <laughs> I, I found it too oppressive. Like, I like horror games because they give you that adrenaline rush, but um, it was too little information for me coupled with the the PlayStation headset, right? So, uh, yeah. I think I think but I yeah. played that one on a, on, a, on a conference or at an event uh, but because there were, like, creatures in there that also made, like, sounds and stuff. Yeah, and you had to avoid them. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. There, there used to be an iOS app called Papa Sangre, which what this is really what, going Papa back Papa Sangria Papa Sangre I think is what it was called and it was the first <laughs> game uh where you'd listen to headphones and the entire game was only based on what you were hearing so oh. like and it, it was things were after you and you could hear something scratching over here and so you have to run in the opposite direction really interesting if you're into mobile games but um that's a different type of immersion altogether talking about sounds didn't i see you like a week ago or two weeks ago on stream like lay on your chair and just humming or something and then you were in some (laughs) kind of like drug trip yes it was crazy yes so sound self is it's called sound self one word a technodelic on steam uh it's normally on sale for I mean, it's normal price, not on sale, I think is about 20 pounds, um, which you can play in a flat mode. I've never done it that way, but the VR version is pretty cool. And what it does is it's it's really like a psychedelic experience because it's giving you these really interesting visuals. You basically lay at the base of a tree, then your body lifts up through the tree and then you're in like this weird cosmic area and it's looping sound back. So it requires an unfiltered microphone of some nature. The Quest mic, for example, has automatic suppression built in, so it doesn't prefer that mic. So you're better off if you're on like an index or something like that. And then you can be in a reclined position or laying down position. Um, and it just gets you into this trance state. And you do it for like 20, 30 minutes. You're you're making this ohm sound, almost like, you know, I like to call it like the pregnant the thing they give to pregnant women, this uh this method of like the out breath. And you do that and you do that again and again, and you hear time-phased feeds of your own voice back into your head and it does the most weird thing to you if you want to go like without taking drugs or you know drinking alcohol or whatever else if you really want to feel off your rocker go play sound self um <laughs> it's it's very effective and it will you know my, my wife said oh so that was that awkward noise i heard <laughs> from, emanating from the basement out that the neighbors definitely heard you know so you do have to have a little bit of, you know, um, uh, hilarity about you because you will probably laugh your, your your bottom off for the first few minutes you're playing it. But once you settle through that, it's a it's a really good experience. Um, and honestly, if I'm all stressed out and I do that, I feel like jelly afterwards in a really good way. So sound self yeah. gets my two thumbs. Yeah. Banned in 23 countries, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Should be, in, probably. Thomas in the chat says Zim does a speed run with his heavy breathing. 
That's fun, though. Yeah, so, I do recommend people check that out. It's worth the money. So those are all the releases. There you go. Very, very, very nice. good. Well, thank you, Nathy, for that nice rundown. I'm looking forward to the kayak one, actually, even though it might be short and sweet. I don't know. I'm like that yeah. one in particular and some of those DLC. The doubles is going to be so good. Um, mm. Very good. Can you give us a quick recap for anybody who's just coming in late? Uh, yes. Let's see. So uh, we have the kayak VR game coming out July 12th uh, on uh, Steam with no prize, but we don't expect it to be super expensive. Maybe maybe 15 bucks or something, 20 bucks. I don't know, maybe around that. Um, yeah, I'd say so. so this Demio update is free. It's the doubles mode, so you can play with two people online and then uh, control four characters. Uh, Afterfall had a huge uh, patch, so um, yeah, enjoy those nerfed or overpowered weapons. I don't know exactly how they uh, turned the notch up or down. Um, yeah, the new horror difficulty. I don't know how many people actually get to play that because I think uh, it's insanely hard. Um, and then we have the PSVR UK sale. Uh, it oh. is in the description. Uh, this is why you want to, you know, watch the YouTube one because I can't put those links into Spotify or SoundCloud. I also don't know how you're going to, you know, click on these links with your ears. <laughs> Maybe in future with your eyes with that new, new gadget. <laughs> yeah, Thank yeah, you very yeah. much, Nathan, for uh, running us through the releases. Well, this is nearly time to wrap up. So chat, uh, firstly, thank you for the donations. I saw a couple drop in during the show. Appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get Nathie's autograph on your Rec Room Illumini hoodie or learn an atomic recipe for disaster from Rowdy, now's the time. Ask us. Got a few. Uh, say things that you got to get off your chest. Uh-oh. Now's the, now's the moment, okay? <laughs> so thanks again to all our viewers and listeners for your attention and years spent with us echoing F-Reality. I'm going to remind you of the show times for those of you who might be new. Uh, it's live streamed every other Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, the show goes live 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. in Europe, and 7 p.m. What? 6 p.m. in the UK and 7 p.m. in Europe. Okay. Uh, also check out the audio version, which is available at iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. Uh, good for when you're mowing the lawn. I saw Virtual Steve mention that earlier. I don't think I normally listen to podcasts mowing the lawn, but that's something I, I think I got to do. And finally, smack that naughty little like button and subscribe to the channel for more stuff like this. And we are looking for sponsors again. Yeah. So Thank if you, you are, a, you know, a dev studio, a publisher, or you have something else that you want to share, then, uh, yeah, we have a, a spots free. So yeah, very good. Uh, so, lads, anything from the chat before we skip town and change our names? No, everyone is very I, I happy. I saw D1360 VR saying, great show, take care of your eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep them scrubbed clean then. Yeah, All right, well, that's yeah. good. Well, thank you, lads, for the podcast. We just crossed the two-hour mark. Wow. So we didn't make it shorter, as I'd hoped we might, but um, hey, we're bang on the money. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Please go make some mischief and speak with you again on the next F-Reality Podcast. Mm-hmm.